Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. Listeners, if you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to include some trigger warnings. This book and the following discussion will include topics of death, murder, gore, suicide, and child abuse. So please be aware of that before you proceed. Also, just be aware that there will be cursing and spoilers. So if that's something you're sensitive to, or if you haven't read the book yet, you may want to skip this episode and then come back to it in the future. Hey, listeners, stick around after this episode for some bonus content. Welcome back. Hi, Jess. Hi, Alex. How are you feeling? A little bit better. Me and Alex have been sick. I feel a little bit better. My voice might not be 100%. Sorry, guys. But yeah, I'm I'm a little congested and... You know, I have a sore throat a little bit still, but yeah. um, other than that, I feel great. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> I feel much better, so uh, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But if we need to take a break or something, we, we'll try to keep the shouting at a minimum for your poor voice. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, what are you uh, snacking on today? Oh, I saw, I have, for our carnival-themed episode, I have some peanuts, yeah, some honey-roasted peanuts. <laughs> Not that exciting. Nice. I have some uh, water, and I just finished up my Red Bull, so good to yeah. go. Yeah, I just finished up my Red Bull, too, and my body's like, <laughs> so um, I'm good to go with that. I also have an orange juice, uh, actually, Simply Orange, Simply Dusty, Uh <laughs> Simply orange uh, and mango. Simply orange mm. mango. Uh, it's delicious and it helps with the vitamin C. I have some water. Need your fluids when you're sick. Yeah. And uh, I'm having. I have some white cheddar popcorn to be with the carnival theme. Very nice. So, no cracker jacks though. Wish I did. Oh yeah. Or do I? Do I even like cracker jacks? I don't know. Cracker jacks are all right. They have peanuts in them sometimes, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't you know, know if I've ever eaten a Cracker Jack. My actually. mom likes Cracker Jacks. I know she, they're just like caramel popcorn, right? That's what Cracker Jacks is. And then I think it has peanuts in it too. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. How bad could it be? <laughs> yeah. If I did eat it, it would have been when I was like really little and I just don't remember, I guess. Yeah. Probably when we, ever... we went to the circus or something. I was going to say, did you ever go to the circus? <laughs> I think we went together. I think we? I'm pretty sure we went together when we were young. Like really. Did yeah, we go we in Vermont? Did. Or am I making that up? We definitely went to Vermont. I don't remember if we went to a circus <laughs> like, in Vermont. You're like, I know we were in Vermont. 
know if we went in Vermont. Uh, I think there was actually, well, I remember there was a circus in town when we were in Vermont. I remember seeing signs for it, but I don't know if we physically went. It's a weird thing to remember, but okay. <laughs> because I probably wanted to go as a kid. Yeah. I was probably like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't know. Uh, questions that need to be answered. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> hey, parents. Do you know? <laughs> did we go to the circus in Vermont? <laughs> we were really young. So I just yeah. know that that picture that we took of us like on a rock. With yeah, your brother, I love that. That's picture. from Vermont. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think that was the only time I've ever been to Vermont. Yeah, same. <laughs> good times. Hey, yeah. Vermont, you listening? <laughs> we had a good time there. We might have went to your circus. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. You're yeah. Circus. <laughs> it was a traveling circus but whatever uh, okay well speaking of, speaking of circus uh alex needs to watch the greatest showman because it's a great movie uh yeah. i didn't like it at first fun fact about that oh, movie really when i first yeah because you know i love it now yeah uh, i liked the music i was like oh the music's mm. so good and i still think it's one of the best soundtracks like ever made mm. Every single song is good. I really, I loved the cast. Every The acting was superb. And as the more I watch it, though, I've been watching it with Jaxie. And the more I watch it, the more I really just love it. So, yeah. I know I need, I need to watch it. There's no reason why I wouldn't love it. I love musicals. So I, I'm sure I would love it. I just haven't watched it and for no good reason, aside from it's kind of long. It <laughs> is I long. I haven't committed to it. <laughs> it is long, but you can, um, you will definitely appreciate the music in it. Yeah. It's just. Songs. yeah i've heard great things about the soundtrack so i, yeah. I hopefully i'll watch it soon no no guarantees but i'll i'll try no i've been trying to get her to watch it for years so when she says no guarantees it might be like three years from now and she's like i love it yeah i watched it I li <laughs> at least listen to the soundtrack for me and see if it gets you into it all right all right you know what's hilarious though is that i'll be like oh i don't know if i can commit to watching this movie because it's so long and then i'll just sit down and start re-watching gilmore girls just like what nine seasons long or something <laughs> I know you're like it's long like dude you literally watch seasons of shows I know. You're, you're sitting there watching what is it blind love or what the love is love blind, is blind. Wait, like, by the way a new episode came out yesterday I watched it and I thought the reunion would also air yesterday it didn't it doesn't air till tomorrow and I can't wait for that I can't I, the reunion's the best people be sloppy okay and I love it <laughs> don't judge <laughs> see, the, see the look of judgment on your when you're sloppy people I do I love the drama <laughs> I don't have like a lot of I, drama in my life, so I like watching it on TV. <laughs> I live for the dramas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you listen to that song I sent you, Sierra Painted Black? I did, and it was really, really good. I know. I yeah. know. Uh, I know. It's it's different than the original, but I, I might prefer listening to that one. I don't know. I just, I like her whole They're style different. of singing. Yeah. Uh, I love the way she remakes it. I just think it's... Uh, I hate when they remake songs and they keep it exactly the same. Yeah. Like don't just copy point. someone. Yeah. It's like a cover, you know, like yeah. instead actually give me a, a different version of the song. And she yeah. definitely delivers there. Yeah. It's completely different than the original. I love that. Yeah. But she stays true to it at the same time. Yeah. And you're definitely right. That version definitely gives you one dark window vibes. Right. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> I love Sierra. I, she's not one of those like really popular, popular singers, but I think that I think she's very talented. And I think she's underrated. Yeah. And her, I told you her album, the Rev, I think it's called the evolution. Uh, it's an older one. It might be in like the early two thousands. It came out maybe Oh five, Oh six. Mm -hmm. It was the album that had, um, you know, like a boy. 
Okay. Just like a boy. Is it just like a boy? No, now I'm thinking of the I'm Beyonce sure. song. Hold on. If I were a boy, that's the Beyonce. No. I like um, this song better than that song. Don't come for me, be <laughs> Beehive. Don't come for me. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It's like a boy. Yeah. You know, I okay. feel just like a boy. Like if she could switch up the roles, if I could switch up the roles and I could be there. All right. <clears throat> really good song. Awesome album. I completely recommend. I know you said you haven't listened to any of her albums. Yeah, I've really only heard her singles. I know, like, let me see you one, two, set. Yeah, she's got some bangers, some good yeah. songs. But that's a bop, as the kids say. It's a bop. <laughs> uh, but that whole album. Mm, yeah. I just, I remember when that album came out. I want to say it was maybe in the summertime. I don't really remember. But I remember, like, listening to that album nonstop in my car every time I got in it. And I loved it. Very good. Very highly recommends. I actually remember seeing um, she came out with that song Melanin not that long ago and she yes. performed at the Christmas, uh, not the Christmas, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it was so good. And it was I was watching it one morning by myself, I think when I was living at the townhouse and I was just like, oh, man, Sierra, this song is so good. Yeah. And she was Did so good live. Do you ever see her videos and stuff like she's a great dancer. She's a good entertainer. Yeah, I no, think she I might haven't. be one of the best dancers in the biz. Wow. Okay. I know, big bold statement there, but she Wait, is. She's underrated. You know, a lot of them don't really dance that much anymore. You know, like when Britney was popular, it was always like, you know, she was on stage like doing these crazy dances and singing. And now it's like people just like get on stage and they kind of like Hillary Duff it, you know, they like yeah. go through the motions. But <laughs> <laughs> no, like do you remember when like uh even like NSYNC when they were jumping on the on the yeah. uh, those big giant balls and they were like it sounds hilarious and they were doing all this entertaining like real good performances they don't do that no unless they we're don't. just missing it i don't know i feel like i don't really see that anymore oh well, i don't know all i know is the performances i see lately will be like billy eilish just singing in a chair yeah although given the songs the genre of billy eilish i don't expect her to be jumping around true that would be odd that's true but, but, uh, like, but yeah, yeah. watch uh if anybody hasn't watched music videos, because I know we sound like old bitches that are like music videos and you people, you know, somebody young might be like, what's that? Uh, <laughs> back in the make, day, all they right. They still make music there videos. Was, back in the day, there was TRL. Okay. We used to have TRL and we used to have all these music videos. I loved TRL. This is, this is even like way before what I'm even talking about, but still <laughs> shout out to TRL. So Like a Boy is an amazing music video. You need to watch that if you have not seen it. Okay. And you need to watch, uh, there's another one that I can't think of right now. Just, just watch all of her videos and watch her dance. Okay. She's great. All right. All especially right. the ones from that album because she was killing it. Okay. All right. That's all right. it. That's all. all right. She's also, she's speaking of football it. season. She's <laughs> married to Russell Wilson. He's supposed to be like really good, right? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know any football people. I know Tom Brady and now football I know Travis. football players. People. <laughs> they're football people and all i know is like tom brady i do know patrick mahomes and now i know travis kelsey because he's everywhere because of taylor Swift, yes so <laughs> i like patrick mahomes yeah uh, a fun fact about him he went to a pizzeria in brooklyn mm -hmm. and um everybody left him alone nobody said anything to him maybe nobody took a picture they like mm -hmm. everybody was respectful and he noticed that so he went and uh when he went to pay his bill he paid for everybody's in the whole restaurant Aww. and when he was walking out he didn't even say anything but as soon as people got their bills it said that it was paid for by patrick mahomes Aww. so he seems like a cool dude yeah like that's that. nice okay uh yeah 
Otherwise, I don't know anything about Kelsey except that he's dating Taylor Swift. So. Yeah, same. he seems funny. Also, he d- he does seem funny. His brother seems hilarious. They have a podcast together, and I've seen some clips of it on uh, TikTok. And his brother seems hilarious. Wait, is his brother <laughs> the funnier one? Because that's the I guy think so. I like. Yeah, okay, I one of them so. I like more than the other because he's hilarious. So it might be him. They're both funny, but his yeah, his brother's like the heavier set dude, and I feel like he's always like making fun of him, and it's it's just funny. I don't know. <laughs> Like typical siblings, you know. Yeah, these are the things we know about football. By the way, you can listen to Doug's Manly Minute for football <laughs> stuff, for facts. You know, we don't know that stuff. We just know, like, hey, I seen that guy and he was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are or, the other ones hey, I know. The the Manning brothers, they're funny too. Yeah. Who who's dating Taylor Swift? Like we know things like that. <laughs> we know the current event stuff. And that's it. Uh, but speaking of football, people, not yeah, football, foot- but football. Football. I did watch the the Beckham documentary on netflix and it was good and i learned yeah. a lot about david beckham <laughs> that i didn't really need to know but i i enjoyed it he seems like a nice guy i didn't uh, even know there was a beckham special and i'm all about watching that yeah i think it's like I three three or four episodes but it was interesting i mean it was nice to look at because he's a very attractive man although yes. his voice is a little weird it doesn't match his look it's like kind of high pitch. It's weird. It was off-putting. I've been dying to talk about his voice. Like, what is that? Okay. I'm sorry. But back in the day, I was like, you are the most attractive man I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. And then I, I turned on the TV and he was like speaking or something in an interview and it was on mute. And I was like, oh. And then I I'm unmuted and regretted it immediately because he sounded like Mickey Mouse. Stop. He did. He, he did. Does. He was like, yeah. he was like, ah. and I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, I thought I questioned it. I was like, did I speed up my my TV or something? Yeah, no, his voice does not match his look at all, but he is quite beautiful to look at. (laughs) Yeah. Also, shout out to the Spice Girls, Posh Spice up in there. Uh, Vicky Bex is my girl. Uh, I think she's hilarious. And also funny. She's very good at um, she's informative about uh, makeup. I learned a lot of tips from her. I sent you some stuff. (laughs) She just seems very real. And like you said, I think they have such cute relationship well, yeah. they're adorable yeah they're a cute couple i like i like them she's I in the like documentary a bit too do you remember that show she came out with back in the day and she was like this is so major everything's major do you remember no oh she had like a show for like five minutes where she was hilarious and she was talking about her life mm. uh and she was just literally everything she would say would be that's major that's so major <laughs> yeah. i liked her ever okay. since then yeah. yeah i mean i liked her from the spice girls first let's be mm-hmm. real but yeah of course obviously <laughs> she's posh <laughs> she is posh <laughs> she's posh spice fun fact also uh she was this is a fun fact about doug doug's <laughs> I wasn't first, expecting that. yes doug's first crush ever oh okay interesting yep. kid, kid crush that makes sense <laughs> do you know how excited i was to learn that information i was like about the spice girls <laughs> yay spice <Yeah>. girls <laughs> funny <laughs> do you remember who your first like hardcore crush was do you remember um it was probably one of the backstreet boys it was probably brian really or josh hartnett yeah oh josh hartnett was my number one yeah but he wasn't my first uh i think i ugh, i think ben affleck was my first no that can't be right no i didn't you like one of the kids from new kids on the block didn't you like donnie no, I was never that, liked Donnie. Is that not you? Oh, no, did Mark you like Wahlberg. Him? I did like Mark Wahlberg when I was younger. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio was my number one when I was little, little, little. Oh, really? Yeah, like when he was in the movie uh, Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Like he was little and I was little, you know? 
I no, never I'm lying. Him, I never found him attractive until uh, The Departed and Blood Diamond. And then after that, I stopped finding him attractive again. There was like this really solid moment in his career where I found him really attractive. And it was just for those two movies. No, I no longer think he's attractive. I think he looks like a man baby. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He's a good actor, though. Yeah. Uh, no, I just remembered who my child crush was. This is so old. And I'm so sorry because this is just going to. Really, people are gonna be like, "Who?" Mm -hmm. Don't care. Um, what was the show? Uh, Taylor Tim. Taylor Tim. Was that his name? What? Two Man Tim. Is it Home Two Improvement? <laughs> home Improvement. My 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 first childhood crush. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yes, I, I loved him. I used to get that Teen Beat magazine or whatever, and I, he was in it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he was the bee's knees. The bee's knees. I knew you were gonna say that. Oh my god. Um, and I never say that, so that's weird. I know. That's hilarious, though. That's so funny. JTT fan up in here. JTT, right. yeah. I completely haven't thought about him for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I yeah. did like um, Sean from Boy Meets World, too. I don't remember at what age I started liking these people, though, so I don't know who came first, but I do remember liking him a lot. Do you remember um, the show Blossom? I never saw Blossom. Oh, I, I had a thing for Joey Lawrence and also for Matt Matthew Lawrence as well from um uh Mrs. Dalfire. Oh, he was the son. Okay. I was like, wait, who's that? All right. Yeah, the Lawrence brothers. They were he, all right. Isn't then. he on Boy Meets World? Doesn't he play Sean's older brother when they go to college or something like that? Which one? Joey or, or Matt? Matt. Mm, I don't remember. I remember Topanga. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's such a wild name, isn't it? It is a really weird name. And also, um, I grew up with a girl who looked like Topanga, or people used to tell her she looked like Topanga. So that's why I remember her. Yeah, it was him. He was on. I he was. <laughs> uh, this picture of Joey Lawrence is funny, but um, Matthew Lawrence he played Sean's older brother on Boy Meets World in their college years, and he was. Oh, cute okay. Too. Yeah. yeah, he was cute. Yeah. He's still cute. I he came across my TikTok the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, that's and I was funny. like, oh my god, it's Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, him and then Joey Lawrence was from the night. 90s in blossom and he used to go whoa oh god do you know what i'm talking about whoa no. was like his tagline no no Allie, you know what i'm talking about i know you're listening and i know she knows what i'm talking about <laughs> whoa no the 90s shows i can't even think like sister sister do you remember that i never saw that either sister sister with uh tamara t yeah. and tamara and I, I don't remember anything further than that at this point except saved by the bell so yeah i liked saved by the bell um i liked yeah. step by step Oh, step by step was good. Yeah. Full step house. Step. Full house. Yeah, of course. Full house has the best theme song. Sabrina Everywhere the Teenage Witch. You look. <gasps> Sabrina the Teenage Witch was great. Yeah, I, I love that, that show. show. Yeah. I I was into my fantasies even as a kid, apparently. Because I really liked that one. <laughs> was that on Disney or Nickelodeon? I think it was on I don't think I had Disney when I was younger and that's why I never really saw a lot of the Disney shows but I did have Nickelodeon so Sabrina was definitely on Nickelodeon. Was it the Mickey Mouse Club that everybody started on? Because I used to watch yeah. that. Okay I used to watch that and listen to me all right. Ryan Gosling was on it all right. JC Chavez, mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Like this I when think... they all came out and they were famous I was like yes I mean obviously I grew up on them. Like I know. I think Jessica Simpson was on it too. Like pretty much everyone you've ever heard of started on the Mickey Mouse Club. Right? Yeah. I don't think Jessica Simpson was on it. 
No, you know who was? Fergie, your favorite person that sings the Star Spangled Banner, her. <laughs> I know, I think she, she was. Because I remember seeing a documentary once and her mom was talking about how her and Britney were on at the same time and they looked like twinsies. They looked, because they did, they looked very similar when they were kids. Really? Yeah. For everybody listening, if you haven't heard Fergie sing the Star Spangled <laughs> Banner, Part of don't. me wants to tell you don't. Don't. <laughs> Save yourself. ruin the song for you. Uh, but also, if you want to hear something atrocious, <laughs> go out and listen to it. Because i have that's the worst rendition I've ever heard. Ever. I don't even know who allowed her to sing that. I feel like they should have just cut her off and been like, we'll just play a recording now. <laughs> just play it at, over her. At one point, she's just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she sounds like that. <laughs> she's like bursting in a yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hilarious oh, it's so bad but speaking of um uh, old shows brought back you said yeah you i've been watching real- yeah i started rewatching gilmore girls i think i'm about halfway through season one and you know i'm enjoying it but i, I we've talked about this before but rory like when she was younger or i'm sorry when i was younger i really liked rory i was like oh i want to be like rory she's so smart and pretty and cool and now i rewatch it and i'm like rory's a little shit and i can't stand her and she's a little I, shit. I can't. She's just, a little I told shit. you when I rewatched it, I was like, I don't like Rory anymore. Yeah, she's a brat, and like she is. She, she does a lot to of get everything. Yeah, and she goes and runs to her grandmother to make sure she gets what she wants. She's a brat. Yeah, and she does like a lot of questionable things, and I don't know. I just like I, Dean. I don't like her the same way I used to. But you know who I do still love? Dean is another one, though. Actually, real quick, what a douchebag! I was like, first this all, is I never the... liked Dean. Neither did I. I mean, first of all, Jess forever, right? But also, Dean was a team Logan. Logan's very cute, but just just is my boy. Um, yeah, he's a bad boy. He left her and went on a bus. Never came back. He did the right thing because he needed. First of all, he needed to get away from her because she was toxic, and second of all, he needed to get his life straight, and he did. And he became an author. Like he's hot. Okay. Okay, but he needed to stay with Luke because he was a good fit for him. I love Luke, by the way. I know. I do love Luke. I love Luke Luke and Lorelai. Watching it, it, first of all, I'm watching it now. I'm 34, and I'm like, God damn it. Lorelai's younger than me. Like, in season one, she's younger than me, and it's disturbing. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, fuck these other kids. Like, hi, Luke. Where have you been all my life? (laughs) Yeah, Luke's not bad. Uh, When you watch it again, when you're a little older, you're like, all right, Luke, I see you behind that hat. And that's that's scruffy attire. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. I love Lorelai. Emily Gilmore is my spirit person. If there could be any spirit person, I would hang out with her all day, every day. She's a hilarious person. I do love Emily. She is hilarious. So is Richard. Honestly, I was like, Lorelai, why do you hate them so much? Because they are freaking awesome. And you know who else I I love? Paris. I love Paris. Yeah, I like Paris. I like her, too. I didn't like her the first time I watched it. And then okay. when I rewatched it after, I, I kind of really love Paris. Yeah. Uh, but we never liked Dean. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry no. that, you know, little Rory, she was waiting to like, you know, have sex for the first time. And then, oh, Dean's in a relationship. Now is the time. Like, no, no, I don't know. That Things like me that so annoyed much. me about her. Yeah. And then she's like, well, he was, he dated me first. So blah, blah, blah. I was like, what does that mean? You're a freaking psycho. You, you, you have issues. But he was a jerk. I was like, I've been. Like I said, I've been rewatching it, obviously. And he's like, he's not even romantic to watch on screen. Like the whole time, I'm just like, why are you such a jerk to her, though? Like, you're not even that cute, first of all. Second of all, you're mean to her. And like, he's very old school. And I I don't know. I just not into it. Okay. I don't like Uh, it. To quote 
from the last uh, Thursday when we were doing One Dark Window reviews. He's a limp noodle. He's a limp noodle. Wait, was that even from that or was it from something else? Whatever. To quote I one of the remember. reviews in the past. Yeah. He was a limp noodle. <laughs> okay. He doesn't hold a torch. As soon as Jess came on the screen, I was like, hey. Yeah. Um, so much hey there. Jess was hot. I was into him. Logan is the hottest one, though. Logan's very cute. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with Logan. I liked Logan. He was fine after Jess. I just still think Jess is number one. But Well, actually, if we're going to talk about potential love interests, the one that never happened was... Tristan. Uh, Chad, what's it? What the fuck is his name? Why am I old? Chad Michael Murray. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say Chad Michael Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Michael Murray uh, was his was her initial love interest that was going to take her away from Dean. Yeah. I and I would have been there too. for that because, yeah. hey, hey. I was uh, really disappointed when I think he, he was supposed to be on the show more and was going to be a love interest for her. But didn't he get booked on like One Tree Hill or something? So he left. But I was so disappointed yes. when he left the show because I was like, I was rooting for him way more than Dean. I know. Dean. They were building it up, too. He was at the party. Remember? And Dean stood her up or something. Yeah. They uh, had just they broken up. I just watched this episode last night. Yeah. And then D uh Luke tried to fight Dean in the street because he was trying to come in for coffee. He was like, not in here. You can't come in here. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Lorelai was like, he's 16. Get inside. <laughs> I love that show. And and honestly, speaking of childhood crushes, Chad Michael Murray is up there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella story. Even though we, we have issues with that movie as adults. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as a human, because... Uh, I'm not going to get into this, but we no, all know, uh, we all we know what say, the issue is. We will say it just one one time. I don't know if we talked about it already. We might have. But I'm sorry if we're repeating ourselves, but I'm sorry. The little mask. No, I know. no, uh, I can't I'm just gonna say it again. I can't see your eyes, so I, I can't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> your eyes and your eyebrows are covered, so I can't recognize you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Every girl that ever watched that when we were growing up, every girl in America or wherever you are, every girl that was watching that was like i'm literally i guess at this point just watching this movie for chad michael Murray <laughs> because this makes no sense <laughs> and i'm done i'm done it's hilarious all right so i have an update for you about my dad so he listened to our episode the other day <laughs> when we just <laughs> we start talking about uncle Aaron. i'm sorry uncle Aaron, um, we love you well i started thinking about movies and then i started thinking about death becomes her again for some reason oh yeah and he was like you know when you guys when you guys were talking about Death Becomes Her, I was like, yeah. He's like, you missed a really good opportunity to say my name because Bruce Willis's character in that movie is named Ernest. And I was like, first, I didn't even remember that that was his name, but also Diva, Devo. Devo, <laughs> Uncle Devo. It's hilarious. So I just want everyone to know uh, that the reason why we keep bringing him up and will continue to <laughs> is A, because he listens and we just have to, we have to do that. Like, hey, Uncle Aaron, what's up? Uh, but also because he's our mascot officially. I'm officializing that right now <laughs> that he is Books with Cooks podcast mascot. All right. We have been trying to get him on the show to be a guest and he refuses. So every day he refuses, we will continue to mention his name and bring him up yeah. because that is how we will incorporate you, Uncle Ernie. I know you're listening. Because he reads the books too. Not all of them, but he's read yeah. several of them and he still yeah, he refuses to come on and right. talk to us about them. It's unacceptable. Okay. I know. Unacceptable. So when are you going to be a guest, Uncle Ernie, huh? Hmm? Yeah. Listeners, write in and tell us how much you want him to yes. <laughs> Everyone's waiting. They want they want more of the urn. Yeah. Okay. Give your fans what they want. <laughs> Give the people what they want. 
Oh. Oh, Speaking of giving the people what they want, I, I just, I can't wait for Christmas to come. I'm ready. I've already started buying Christmas <laughs> gifts. Am I the oh. only person that's been doing this? Wow. Yeah, definitely. I don't start until December. No, I like to be done on Black Friday. Wow. Okay. I mean, maybe little tiny odds and ends after mm. that. But like for the main gifts, done. Wow. Uh, so I started up a little bit and I'm so ready to start, you know, listening to Christmas music, watching Christmas movies. My favorite Christmas movies of all time. And I won't take no shit that <laughs> these are not Christmas movies. Okay. Because people are like, oh, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. And that's Die debatable. Hard is not a Maybe. Christmas movie. It is. It no, is it's because not. it's it's literally at a Christmas party the entire time. No. Okay. No. Whatever. No. It is. But that's no. not one of my favorites. I do like <laughs> it. You know, you know, have a couple of drinks, come upstairs. I do like that movie. There's a lot of good quotes. <laughs> also, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Right? We love our uh, Harry Potter people. Okay. Yeah. But my favorite <laughs> Christmas movies involve just friends. I will take no shit about how that, no criticism about how that's a, not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. She literally, Anna Faris, literally ruins somebody's Christmas decorations on their lawn. I will take no, no, no nothing. <laughs> they, go, they go home for Christmas. I don't hear it. They're that's eating a, Christmas cookies in the movie. Uh, unacceptable. Yeah, that's a, that's a Christmas movie. It's a love story that takes place during Christmas time. The essentials yeah. of a great Christmas movie. Yeah, my snow globe collection. <laughs> it was amazing and it's so quotable. Love Actually is also another one of my favorite Christmas movies. I love it so much. Yeah. I watch it every Christmas, both of those. I make sure to watch every Christmas. They're both amazing. Uh, and Alex, there's a third one, but you have to tell me what it is because I don't remember <laughs> what, my, what my third favorite Christmas movie is. <laughs> I, I have to and tell I you. You tell me because you right. know. You know. All right, hold on. Is it know. is it new or old? I don't know. What? It's definitely <laughs> not new. New. Well, like, is it like from when we were kids, or like, wait, is it the Christmas Prince? No, I like no. that, but it's not my favorite. I I, um, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if one of those movies were like my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> well, one of my favorites is the Twelve Dates of Christmas, and I don't care at all because I love it oh, with Amy movie? Smart. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that. Is it animated or is it's so cute? It's corny as hell, but it's cute. All right, so is it animated or is it live action? Definitely not animated. But you know what? A childhood movie that we loved. Do you remember the one that we used to like? Yes. Where um, you know what I, mean? know, I know. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that's one of my all-time favorites. And they have the little mouse that's named Snowball. I love it. Yes. What's yes. the name of that movie? I, all I want uh, for Christmas. This, all that's I what want for Christmas is adorable. That's not my favorite now, but that was one of my favorites when we were oh, growing up. Oh, are you thinking watch. of the holiday? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I knew you would get okay. it. <laughs> I love the movie one. The Holiday. I like that too. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, I love that movie so much. And if you guys don't know who who's in it, it's like uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Kate. Kate um winslet yeah Kate winslet yeah and jude law uh he's cute and jack jude uh, law jack black jack black yes it's such a good movie yeah i love is. that movie but that's one movie though that i will watch dur during the year that's not specifically at yeah. christmas i can watch that at any time for some i'll reason. watch any christmas movie any time of the year if i'm just <laughs> in the mood for it i don't care i do it i do <laughs> uh yeah, a special honorable mention, I guess, goes out to uh, Rudolph the Reindeer, because I watch that every year, too. Okay. I and don't Elf. usually. Elf, I usually watch once a year. Yeah, Elf is cute, too. Bye, buddy. I do down. like uh, The Grinch. The cartoon was my favorite. I never oh. saw the I, I never saw the whole thing of the Jim Carrey one, but I did see the new animated one that they came out with like a year or two ago, and it was cute. Yeah? Yeah, it was Isn't right. there like an a, a animated movie about a train for Christmas time? 
Polar Express. Yeah. I've never seen that. Is it good? I never saw it either. Hmm. But they do have, have a real train there. that you can go. I think it's in Pennsylvania. It's like they have the Polar Express experience where you wear your pajamas and they give you hot chocolate. It's for kids, but Jax might like it. It's really That's cute. adorable. Yeah. I would do that. That sounds yeah. really cute. Well, we're going to have to watch the movie and check it out and say. Yeah. I think What's your easy. favorite Christmas movie of all time? Oh, God. Honestly, all I want for Christmas is up there. I love that movie because I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's um, a hard question. Yeah. Me and you, we do watch, uh, just so everybody knows, me and you do watch Just Friends every year together. Yeah, we do. We always do. Yeah. Uh, we watch it on Zoom usually when we're like uh, wrapping Christmas presents or something. Yeah. Or making cookies or something. It's yeah. fun. Um, with our wine. It's cute. Yeah. Oh, um, last year I had some uh, uh, eggnog. It was, mm, remember I had eggnog. What's the word I'm looking for? But it was with alcohol in it. What is that? Oh, called? is there a special name for it? Oh, I thought yeah, it was like, like, like when somebody, eggnog. you know, taps the eggnog or what's that called? Spikes? Spiked eggnog? Spikes! Yes! I'm <laughs> sad. I'm sick, people. Leave me alone. Old people. <laughs> I know. Getting sick. Can't think of things. Sick and old. Sorry. Horrible combo, by the way. <laughs> before we were looking at the questions for this episode later and i was like oh i like that question she's like yeah you wrote it <laughs> i was like oh yeah sad oh, uh, <laughs> all right well actually this is actually a perfect transition because i do have a fun fact actually you gave me this fun fact about caraval and it's that yeah. the author stephanie garber apparently was inspired to write it by centuries by fallout boys or as some mm -hmm. might call them Fallout D bags. <laughs> the f wait, Fallout never because uh, the, the same song every time. Yeah, they well, a lot of their sounds sound exactly the same, and I never know what they're saying, including in this song. I we had to look up the lyrics because we were like, what do they even say besides "Remember Me for Centuries"? Remember me for centuries. Yeah. Every single song they make is the same song. I, yeah. I told you this. Uh, the Spidey sound. Uh, my son loves the Spidey show and their theme song even sounds like those songs every song sounds the same yeah you had me listen to it it was kind of cute sounds, though <laughs> it's cute except for the fact that it sounds exactly yeah like their songs like all their other songs yeah i get it it all starts out the same it's like -na 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 -na. every song <laughs> i'm like get a new tune <laughs> um <laughs> sad uh, right, we're not the biggest Fallout Boy fans. Sorry to those of you who might be. I'm not hating on them. All right. I mean, they're talented, I guess, but they're talented mm -hmm. in the way that they say keep writing the same song. <laughs> it's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you go see them? No. I did go see Weezer once, and Panic at the Disco was also with them. And it was an interesting experience because the audience was split into two very distinct populations. And one of them was us, like older people. Not old, but I, I was in like my late 20s at the time. I wasn't even that old. Um, but it was like all that age range, like 20s, 30s that were there for Weezer and some older people as well. And then there were a bunch of kids, like teenage girls there for Panic at the Disco. And just and when I tell you just screaming because oh, wow. the lead singer, I can't remember his name. He's he's cute. He's very attractive. But I mean, they were just like screaming for him. He's pretty attractive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, cool. but he was loving it. At one point, he like took his shirt off. I was like, this feels weird, though, because it's a bunch of like teenage girls screaming for you. And I just felt very old in that moment. So I was like, you guys should go home. What are you doing? <laughs> go home. <laughs> what are you doing out? <laughs> yeah, you do sound old. What are you in your late 20s telling little kids to go home? <laughs> yeah, I like 
I kind of like Panic at the Disco. I don't like. I'm not like a super fan or anything. I know like three of their songs. Yeah, I only at the time I only knew the one song about them or from them. Sorry, and so I was baffled. Honestly, I was like, how are they even co-headlining? How do they even have enough songs for this? And they played a million songs, and I was like, I'm just out of touch. I'm just old. You know who I like that doesn't get? I don't know if he's cute or anything. I don't even know what he looks like, but I love his voice. Um, the guy that's from the band Fun. Yes, Nate, love his voice. Nate Roos, right? Yeah. Doesn't he have such a distinct, unique, awesome voice? Every time yeah. I hear it, I love it. I love that band, and I do. I love his voice. And that song that he did with Pink, just give me a re- I love that song. It's I one of my favorite that songs. Song. I love the song he did with Eminem, too. Oh, I don't know Headlights. that one. It's called Headlights. It's one of my favorite Eminem songs. Ooh, okay. I got to look at. I gotta look that one up. Yeah, yeah I, I oh, really like his so voice. Good. And I, I like, like I said, I like that band. He- Listen to their first album. I like almost every single song on that album. It's so good. Oh yeah, I think they only—they might have only had one album. His so when you look them up on Apple Music and stuff, it tells you like uh, their most popular ones that are downloaded. Mm -hmm. And the number one is "Give Me a Reason" with Pink, and number two is "Headlights" with Eminem. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, let's get into our topic questions for today. We had a good conversation. (laughs) All right. So for today's themed questions for Caraval, uh, the first one being. I, when I was reading, I saw similarities between the intrigue of Caraval and the popular uh, escape room challenges that you see every all the time now. So uh, do you have an escape room in your town, Alex? And have you been to one? Would you be interested in playing the game of Caraval yourself? Yeah. So I enjoy escape rooms. I've been to a couple of them. We did one for your birthday once, and that was a lot of fun. That was yep. like a, a space one, right? So yeah, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely do one. And would I be interested in playing the game of Carval? Yes, as long as like I couldn't die because that would be kind of a bummer as part of the game. But it would pretty much suck if you die. Yeah, but aside from that, aside from that, I think it would be kind of fun. And I feel like if Scarlet could could win, I don't know. I feel like we'd stand a chance. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think we would slay at Carval. Uh... <laughs> First of all, about the escape room, I've done three. Hilarious. <laughs> I've done three. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, I've We won two of the three. The third one we didn't, and we were very mad about it, and none of us wanted to hang out after that, and we left. Because <laughs> we're big soul losers. Me and my friend Allie, for example, big soul losers. Yeah. And then we couldn't beat the third one. The second one we bu- we got literally like in the nick of time. Do you remember? The one for we- your birthday? Yeah, plus we got like assistance from... Uh the game masters they were like trying to help us (laughs) well because first of all we had like two people in that group that weren't doing anything if you remember not holding their weight yeah uh so that was a little frustrating the first one the first one was was good um i don't know if you were there for that one first one was like Mm. we were in like a gold mine no i wasn't we had to like we had yeah we had to go through like all of the mine treasures and stuff and then we we got into like a secret room it was fun and the second one was we were in like a spaceship yeah yeah and that was a lot of fun too. And then the third one, I believe we were in a bank. Ooh. Yeah, we had to break out of a bank or something and go into the safe. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I think actually, did we win that one? We might have won that one at the nick of time too, I think, now that I'm thinking of it. Hmm. I don't know. I thought we didn't win one, but hey, maybe we're undefeated. I don't know. <laughs> to answer the question, yes, I've been to three. They're a lot of fun. They did close after. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they did close after COVID. Uh, so 
I no longer have it in my town, but otherwise I did have a, a fun time playing it. If you have one in your town, I recommend it's a fun thing to do with friends, maybe for a birthday or something. It's a little unique yeah. uh, instead of just dinner. Uh, so, yes, I would obviously play the game of Carnival <laughs> because I like the escape room games, uh, but I would not. Yeah, like you said, I wouldn't want to gamble with my life or anything like that, where yeah. I'm literally buying dresses and taking days off my life. I'm good with that. No, yeah. Thank you. And that leads us to the next question. Yeah. So <laughs> would you rather exchange two days of your life or answer one question honestly? And if you needed to exchange a day of your life for something, what would it be? Okay. So no, <laughs> I would not exchange my life for an object or a piece of clothing. Yeah. I would rather answer the question. Who cares? Fine. You want to know my, my deepest, deepest secret? I'll tell you as long as I don't have to die. Jesus. Uh, because actually in the in the game itself, when we start talking about the book, not only do you trade off a day of your life or a couple of days of your life, but they take it right there and then. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then you just wake up days later. Uh, if I had to exchange days of my life, though, um, obviously the only thing it would be would be like to save somebody I love. Mm -hmm. So if it was like, you know, like, oh, we're going to take a day off of your life, Alex, or my husband's or, or Doug's or somebody in my family that I love, I, I would do that. That's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. I also would never <laughs> uh, exchange a day of my life for a dress. Um, I would obviously answer the question. She did answer the question, but the thing didn't accept her answer. And then she was like, well, I don't know. So she had to give her life, but I still, I would have been like, okay, let me search deep within myself then and figure out the answer to this question because it's just not worth the dress. <laughs> Right? Like what dress could possibly be worth a day of your life? She, she already had a dress. <laughs> she had a dress that changed based on her mood. Or, I know. That's or, the other thing. Needs. She didn't need another dress. I don't even think she ever wore the other dresses that she got. She got two dresses and I don't think she even wore them. But all right. I, 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 I digress. Thus, thus begins our <laughs> issues. We'll go into that in a minute. But yeah, if, I, I agree with you. If I was ever going to exchange a day of my life or a couple of days of my life for any reason, it would have to be to protect somebody that I love or it, it would have to be, you know, a, a life or death situation for myself or somebody that I love. So that I can't imagine exchanging a day of my life for any other reason, especially not for some type of object, like you said, definitely not no. a dress. I don't even like dresses. <laughs> the worst possible thing i'd be like this is what i had now i have to be uncomfortable for the rest of the day all right change my life so i can walk around in formal wear no thank you <laughs> yeah like oh look you get free books for the rest of your life but look you just traded off six years like no thank you yeah that's crazy it's weird you know yeah. if it's like oh you know your your son or somebody that you love is going to get an extra two days if you take two days of yours then yeah i yeah. would do that that's it yeah <laughs> i don't know but you know what? Since we're talking about Caraval, this is a good um, opportunity to tell you that, hey, let's play Caraval for real. Let's play, yeah. uh, not for real, because, you know, there's no scary magic involved and all that crap. But <laughs> let's play our version of it on the podcast. All right. Here we go. Today's game is Caraval. Let's Yay. do it. All right. All right. So let's play Caraval. Get a little bit that a little bit of that magic up in here. Yeah. Ready to get some caravel magic alex going? i'm ready yeah all right all right so uh our rules are we do not get a dress sorry that changes for our mood but if you do want that perhaps 
We'll see. Mm -hmm. So actually, in this case, we're going to make up our own things. So uh, we're going to answer a few questions during each round if our setting wants to change, if we want our setting to change, if um, we're snacking on something differently during that round, if we're wearing something different, um, if we have a love interest, perhaps, <laughs> if we're shopping in some tents, uh, or if we're asking people for hints or maybe even running from them. Who knows? <laughs> Things might get crazy. We're going to have uh, a, a few rounds. There's four rounds and a prize round. The first round, uh, Alex, take it away. All right. So for round one, we have to guess the weight. We each have uh, three food-related items that the other person is going to have to guess the weight of. So where our setting is, we're on a bridge. We're snacking on some peanuts and we're wearing grocery store aprons. And the reason we have to guess the weight is because we're at a food truck and the person there running the food truck is going to give us a hint for the next round. But first we have to answer about the weight of these foods. So nice. do we have a love interest in this one? Uh, maybe the, the sexy cashier. Okay, that's fine. Sexy cashier, mm. that's fine for with me. Right? Yeah. And uh, he's just wearing, you know, that green apron, but no shirt. Mm. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Hello, cashier. <laughs> Hello, Caravelle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. So what's your first food for me? Okay. And uh, we're going in ounces here. Okay. Same, same All right. for me. Oh, okay. Ounces down, down the line. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, the ounce of a can of olives, specifically mm. the Pearl brand. I feel like it's either eight or 12. I'm going to go with 12. Final answer? Maybe it's 14. I'm going to go with 12. Okay. Yes, final answer. <clears throat> Incorrect. All right. Me and Alex love olives. So yeah. I had to go with this option. <laughs> I would have never guessed this either, but it was six ounces. Six? That's oh, it. Wow. Yeah, I was way off. Damn. Okay. Six ounces. That's it. Wow. All right. So your first one, a 12 pack of string cheese. How many ounces? A 12 pack of string cheese yeah wow any brand i checked they're apparently all the same <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> eight ounces final answer no but yeah eh, it's 12. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> one ounce per string cheese apparently oh all right well that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> also i really do like string cheese yeah same. Uh, the galbani brand is my favorite oh yeah that cared. one's good <laughs> All right. Your second food item is okay. a Chobani Flips Greek yogurt. Ah, damn. I eat these all the time, too. Me, too. I would have never guessed this, though. I, I'm going to say three ounces. Final answer. Okay. Was Wrong. Oh. Yes, you were close-ish. It's four and a half ounces. Four and a half. Okay. All right. Yeah. Literally eat them every single day. I literally have one like every morning. Yeah. And I never would have told you if you would have asked me this. Yeah. I would have had no idea. <laughs> I honestly have never thought the hell's like what anything weighs. <laughs> exactly. Who thinks of that to check this? Now I might check everything. All right. So your second one, we're going to stick with the cheese theme apparently, but it's a small bag <laughs> of moon cheese. Moon cheese. Yeah. I like moon cheese. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Small bag of moon cheese, six seventy-five. Final, Final answer. answer. Okay, no, 
two ounces. What? Yeah, two ounces. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I never would have went there. Yeah, okay. Me All right. All right. I do like mochis. Yeah, me too. I have the Gouda one. Mm. All right. So the last one, staying with the cheese theme. Okay. All right. We're cheese people. <laughs> we are cheese people. Uh, a small tub, the small tub of Philadelphia cream cheese. Five ounces or six? I'm going to say six ounces. Incorrect. Ah, damn. Okay. 7.5 ounces. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like they can't even give you eight. They have to give, you know what I mean? They just like, you know what? If they want eight, they could buy a bar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Fill a cheese bar. <laughs> oh man okay all right well your last one we we've been terrible at this by the way i, yes, I don't know awful. if we're gonna get our hint so let's see Maybe. no they might take days out of our lives you know? <laughs> not the not the show <laughs> all right it, let's see if you could save it for us we got a carton of oat milk a carton of oat milk which brand any of the brands 52 ounces Yes, 52 fluid ounces. Yay, Jess. All right. I, I, literally, I, I buy it so often. I drink it every day. So I was yeah. looking I was looking at the thing in my mind. And I was like, oh, man, because I buy it like from wherever. I'll buy it online and then like pick it up in store. And I yeah. swear I've seen the ounces before and I've had to think about it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. We got our hints. Thank God. We have to We're give up a day for life. <laughs> We can move on. Woo! All right. <laughs> Our lives have been spared. Yay. Round two, since we've made it by the skin of our teeth, is we're going to guess celebrity ages. We're each going to, we're going to guess 10 total. Each going to give each other five celebrities, and we have to guess their ages. Mm -hmm. The setting of this is going to be a movie theater. Okay. And we're going to be snacking on some movie theater popcorn, of course. Yeah, um what are we wearing i mean we're chilling in some sweats and sweatpants sweatshirts yeah. we're chilling you know we're relaxed uh, our love interest is who's in the movie alex uh henry cavill henry cavill is 100 percent our love interest <laughs> in this movie because he walks out of the screen oh okay and he comes and talks to us and asks us about the celebrity ages yay uh, tents we're shopping in, we're not shopping because we're too distracted by Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> to shop at anything. Uh, and are we asking anyone for hints? Uh, yes, he, he, he can give us hints if we need it. Yeah. All right. He's okay. there to help us. He's yes. helpful, Henry. He is helpful, Henry. That is correct. All right. So your first celebrity, random, <clears throat> Susan Sarandon. Oh, all right. I'm going to say she is 78. Final Was answer. Close? Yeah, final answer. Very. She's 77. Oh, shit. Damn. I was so close. <laughs> yep. And the reason why uh, I thought of her is because when I was looking up uh, birthdays, she October 4th is her birthday. So happy oh, belated wow. birthday to Susan Sarandon, who yeah. just turned 77. All right. My first one is Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is in his 50s. Uh, I'm going to say that he is 53. Final answer. Yes. No, he's 60. What? Yeah. That's 60. not real. It's That's real. not real. It's real. It's true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. I would. I didn't see that coming. I was shocked too. That's why I did it because I was like going, I was like, I don't know. Let me find some people. He was one of the first people that popped up when I like typed in celebrities. I was like, oh, 
he's probably in his like 40s or 50s and then when i saw that i was like i have to use this one oh my god <laughs> it's a shock. Yeah, that is a shock <laughs> yeah he's johnny depp is getting deep yeah he's <laughs> senior citizen age his next movie in theater soon life alert okay uh no no <laughs> that's messed up yeah, we'll, we'll cut that out all right all right the next person is also an october baby that oh. i have for you okay eminem okay i think he is 52 final answer final answer uh no no he is currently 49 and he uh, will be turning 50 on october 17th damn so on it. tuesday happy birthday eminem I was going to say 50, too. And then I was like, uh, I think he's a little older than his 50s. Maybe I'll say 52. Damn it. <sighs> yep. And sadly, I didn't have to look this up because I know it's his birthday, October 17th, because I used to be obsessed with him. <laughs> and I used to wish him his happy birthday every October 17th because that, I have issues. That is sad. <laughs> I know Brittany's birthday, too. I wish her a happy birthday weird. also. It's weird. Number <laughs> uh, third. Quick side note, remember when we were kids and we used to celebrate the bird's birthday and we just yes. we used to throw bird seed into the air? <laughs> the bird's yep. birthday. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your next one is Emma Watson. Oh, okay. I'm going to say Emma Watson is 31 years old. Final answer? Yes. Very close. She's 33. Oh, I was going to say 33 first. <laughs> Damn it. I should never change my answers. All right. I know, right? I was going to say 33. We would have definitely had it to advance for the third. We we're both failing again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. More chances to redeem ourselves. Okay. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Mm, I'll say 41. Final answer? Yeah. 43. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. I know. <laughs> you guys suck. You guys suck. <clears throat> All right. Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan Freeman is definitely older than we think he is. Uh, Jesus, I feel like he was old when like Shawshank Redemption came out in the 90s. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say that he's 86. It's probably older than he really is, but I'm going to say he's 86. Is that answer. your final answer? Yes. He's 86. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay. Nice. I had to go higher than I thought because I he doesn't look 86. He doesn't sound no. 86. He's the no. best voice in the whole world, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Very distinct. <laughs> All right. You're next. Harrison Ford. Oh, damn. Okay. First of all, I love Harrison Ford. Okay. okay. He's also of... another another example of someone who is better looking older. That's all. Yeah. Love him. Still got um, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does. All right, so I'm going to say he's probably in his 80s, too. I don't know, 81. Final answer? Final answer. He is a good-looking 81-year-old man. Shut up! Yes, I swear <laughs> to God! Oh, my God, why are we so good at getting the old men? <laughs> why are we that came on out point weird. with them? <laughs> We're on point with the yeah. old guys. <laughs> I do uh, love Harrison Ford, though. Fun, fun fact, though, one of my favorite 80s movies of all time is Working Girl. Yeah. And even when I was younger, he was older, obviously. But mm -hmm. when I was younger, though, he was older in that movie and he was super hot. I mean, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. He's Harrison very Ford is hot. Man. Even yeah. at, at 81. Yeah. I won't hear any criticism. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. But I seen pictures of him when he was young, young. And it, meh. 
No, he was still attractive. Like in his Star Wars era, I loved oh, yeah. him. I'm saying like when he was really young, like he was like uh, 18 or something in this one picture that I saw. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. Well, I mean, he was a baby. So, <laughs> all right. That's true. But we were talking about Henry Cavill before and how Henry Cavill was better looking older. So that's mm. why okay. I thought of him. That's all. Bye. All right. Your next one is Shia LaBeouf. Oh, so random. He's not a celebrity anymore. Shia LaBeouf. Oh my God, that song's hilarious. (laughs) But didn't he say he's not a celebrity anymore? Does he count? Did he say that? I don't know. He he said, I'm not famous anymore or something. Well, whatever. He's on the list because that song lives (laughs) rent free in my brain. It's us. (laughs) Uh, Shia LaBeouf is in his 30s. I'm going to say... Because wasn't he like super young in the movie I, Robot? I don't even remember him in that, but probably. He started when he was young. I'm going to say that he's 34. Okay. No, he's 37. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think that, but I also don't think of him. Except yeah. for that song. <laughs> he was a little bit older than I thought too, though. <laughs> I thought he was more like 35, yeah. which yeah. I guess isn't that far off, but yeah. No, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the final one that I have for you is LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Hmm. I feel like he's older than I think he is because I want to say he's in his 40s, but maybe he's in his 50s. I'm going to say 50. Final answer? Yeah. Okay. He is 55. 55. I never would have guessed that. I was going to say 54, and then I was like, nah, he's probably not that old. Damn it. All right, your final celebrity, Millie Bobby Brown. I know this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I was shocked. In, I was. I know shook. she's in her early twenties. Oh no, she's either twenty-seven actually, or she's twenty-three or twenty-five. <laughs> Throwing three numbers at you. The Stranger Things girl. Yeah. Okay. She's in her twenties. I know that. Uh, she's also married to John Bon Jovi's. Oh no, I'm sorry. She's engaged to John Bon Jovi's son, who's also mm. in his twenties. All right. Mm, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna say she's 23, even though part of me wants to say 25 or 27. I don't know why. All right. Um, no, she is 19. God damn it! Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Right. I was shook when I saw that. I was like, oh, because I was like, I have a bunch of like older people in here. I was like, let me put in somebody younger and see. And I thought she was gonna be like 22 or something, and it said 19. Wait, I was like, what? She's engaged at 19. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, I didn't know she was engaged, but yeah, she's only. Yeah, he 19. looks just like his dad. You have to look him up. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So you know what? Let's try to guess Henry Cavill's age. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna guess that he's uh, either 40 or older. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think he's in his 40s. I'm gonna say he is 43. I think 43 is a good guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go all with 43. Right. All right. He's 40. Uh-huh. Oh my is God! He- his birthday is very close to yours. May 5th. Get out of here yeah that's crazy oh all right well now i know his birthday too and maybe i will wish him a happy birthday (laughs) four days before may 9th i'll be like happy birthday henry (laughs) sad say it like that too (laughs) henry (laughs) all right we did better that round yeah that but better we got a couple of them though so that was exciting for some reason we know the ages of our old men I don't know what that says about us, but we we know it. (laughs) All right. So now we're going to move on to round three. And we each have a riddle that the other one is going to have to solve. Our setting for this one is on a mountaintop. We're snacking on some berries. We're wearing like parkas, like winter coats. It's chilly up there. Okay. And boots. 
and our love our love interest is our hiking guide the the park maybe he's like a, a park ranger and we're not doing any shopping we're on the top of a mountain um and this park ranger will give us our hint for the next round mm, park ranger stranger all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh tall dark and helpful <laughs> that sounds like henry again mr henry cavill i don't know Maybe, why i can't pronounce i like can't pronounce his last name for some reason it's such an easy name Wait, and i always mess was- it up since we've been talking about him since the second round, uh, now I, I picture him as the clerk as well. So. Maybe he's legend. I think, oh, oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So I have four doors for you. Okay. Door number one, door number two, door number three, and door number four, which I'm sure you figured out already since I said there was four doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can count. Thank you. <laughs> I can count to at least four. Thank you. <laughs> so for fun, I mean, obviously you only have to pick one, but you can pick two if you wish. Okay. It's up to you. Well, I'm going to pick door four. Okay. And then I'll see if I want to pick another door after that. Okay. Behind door number four is this riddle. I am a room without doors and windows. Okay. Um, A dungeon? <laughs> I don't know what dungeon what's a, a, a room um i don't know that's your final answer dungeon a dungeon yeah okay it's a, dungeon has a door. room a mushroom a mushroom oh my god there's no doors and windows <laughs> it's a riddle i know i know i know <laughs> all right i guess uh give me the one behind door two as well okay the one behind door two uh what two things can you never eat for breakfast two things you can never eat for breakfast dinner and lunch yes you can move on yay <laughs> that was funny what you got for me all right so i have four doors you can also select two if you wish okay i will which door, door one all right behind door number one we have it's a wordplay one okay so okay spelled forwards i'm what you do every day spelled backwards i'm something you hate what am i what all right spelled forward is something i do every day spelled backwards is something i hate i'll live in evil yes Yes. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> We're great at riddles, people. <laughs> Except mushrooms. She didn't think of that because we hate mushrooms, so I get it. <laughs> That's fine. All right. And then um I'll pick uh I'll pick door number four also. Okay. Four's a good number. Yeah. All right. What can you catch but not throw? Feelings. <laughs> Close. <laughs> kind of. A cold. <laughs> so you had you had the concept down yeah that's cute i like that yeah uh i picked that one too because you did have a cold so yeah it was appropriate (laughs) definitely appropriate i think we did pretty good that was i honestly we did better than i thought we would because i am pretty bad at riddles as you could tell from my dungeon comment um but that's because you wouldn't think mushroom because you hate them i do sense i do hate mushrooms so we are soaring to the next round. Yes. And we're feeling a little confident. Yeah. Right? What's yeah. wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? All right. 
Ah, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to round four. And for this one, we got to escape an escape room. So we're going to use, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to use an online scenario uh, escape room builder thing for us at lockhouse.co.uk. And the setting for this one, hmm, how about Mm. we're in Hogwarts and we're going to be snacking on some butterbeer and some chocolate frogs. And we're wearing our school colors and our cloaks. Our, our sorry robes they wear uh our love interest is one of the professors maybe oh whoa <laughs> oh, <no>. whoa <laughs> dangerous grounds the the new defense against the dark arts professor um oh dr cavill hmm. yes yes uh dark, and dark indeed he dark is going arts. to yeah he's gonna have our 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 hint for us for the next round once again we're not chomping in any tents in this one Sorry. Maybe yeah. beforehand we went to to buy our chocolate frogs though and our butter beer. So obviously. And yeah. I got a new wand. Oh, okay. Uh, are we running from anyone or are we getting hints? Hmm. We need to get hints from the professor, the sexy oh. Henry Cavill well, professor. But we might be running from someone. Raising maybe. my hands. I'm raising my hands. Yes. <laughs> uh, you raise your hands every second. Can you please put your hand down? Thank you. Whoa, I'm no, sorry. I got detention with you again. Oh. I had to spend all day and night. <laughs> oh man i just have to stare at you i mean into space i got it i'll do it (laughs) oops i did it again all right right. weird getting weird all right so let's go to our generator and have a little fun okay i'm excited for this okay so we will be doing the hogwarts escape room piers township public library all right i'm ready you ready i'm ready Professor Henry, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And it's Professor Cavill. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry. By the way, you're a superman. Ha ha ha. Oh no. No. <laughs> and here we go. Welcome to Hogwarts. <laughs> it is your first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and you could not be more excited. You were just sorted into your dream house and you had dinner with your new classmates. It's time to head back to the common room and get to know your roommates. As you head into the cozy room, the house prefect announces that you have a fun team-building activity to complete before you get too settled into your new digs. The house prefect tells you about a new muggle trend where they lock themselves in rooms and have to enter puzzles to get out. No magic at all. Next thing you know, the room is completely dark and you hear a door slam. You and your roommates are now in a bright, circular room with a single door that has a bunch of numbers on the handle. One of your roommates is Muggleborn and has done an escape room before, so they quickly take the lead, explaining that you have to look around for clues. You all search your robes, but none of you can find your wands. Shouldn't have bought that wand at the store, obviously, Mm. then. (laughs) Just now. As you search for clues, you notice that there is a poster on the wall and a small wooden table in the middle of the room. I do see a keypad. On the table, you see a strange thin black rectangle. You pick it up and it says, swipe to open. After several failed attempts, you are able to swipe up, but it is just blank. Oh, no. Oh, wait! Little (laughs) bubbles are beginning to appear. They seem to be a conversation. From Shannon, it's... Oh. oh, it says, are you done reading these books yet? What books? I need to borrow them when you're done. Okay, but what books? Sesame Smiles. A 
collection of daring dragon poetry by Fiery Fox, and the art of not getting lost by Compass. That's all. Yep, sizzling scales and magical maps. Dragon rhymes plus maps. Got it. How are the bubbles and this poster connected? Okay, so there's a poster in front of us that says Dewey Decimal System. And there's different categories. Looks like 10 of them. One is general knowledge. One's philosophy and psychology. Then there's religion, social sciences, language, science, technology, arts, and recreation, literature. And the last one's history and geography. All right, so the geography one relates to the maps. Yes. Right? That was part of it. Um, and dragon rhymes. Yes. And sizzling scales. Literature? Because they're talking about books. Okay. Arts and recreation? <laughs> hmm. I think well, there was the, the the dragon rhymes. So, yeah, maybe with the books, that's with that too. All right. Okay. Yeah. Maps definitely is geography. So, I think you're right about that. The other one, I'm not sure, dragon rhymes. I'm going to guess that's poetry, so literature probably okay so yeah all right let's do literature and history and geography all right okay so each of them also are coordinated on this little chart here uh with numbers so it shows 800 for literature and 900 for hist history and geography so maybe we should make note of that yes okay 800 and 900 just in cases yes all right and then 800 and 900, we had history and we had lit. Okay. Was there anything else we had to remember before we proceed? I don't think so. Just we're going to have to try to come up with the code. So dragon rhymes and maps. Okay. So the code is probably having to do with that number, those numbers that are in there. Yeah. All right. Ooh, we have a multiple choice. It says the code. What number combo do you try? Okay. So... The numbers are 1100, 1300, 1500, 1700, and 1900. Okay. 800 plus 900 is 1700. Aha. All right. Let's see if we were right. Okay. Clicking on 1700. I nervous. hope we, we need to redeem ourselves after <laughs> the general. <laughs> yes. We got out. Yay. Oh, wow. We did, we did it. The door is open. You and your roommates are proud that you are able to solve this silly puzzle. As you walk through the doorway, you are temporarily blinded by a bright light. The door oh. shuts behind you, and you take a moment to adjust to your new surroundings. The next section is the vault. As your eyes begin to adjust to the light, you realize that the door behind you has disappeared, and you are now in what looks to be a bank vault at Gringotts. You are surrounded by piles and piles of wizard money, and the coins shine brightly, reflecting the torchlight from the walls. Ooh, grab some, put some in my robe pockets. <laughs> you continue to explore the vault, you find a table with a pair of scales. Each scale is tilted to one side with coins in the tray, while the other side is empty. Maybe if you can balance the scales, you'll be able to leave? You and your friends take a moment to remind yourself how many nuts are in sickles, and how many sickles are in a galleon. There is 29 nuts in a sickle, okay. and 17 sickles in a galleon. Okay. 29 nuts in a sickle and 17 sickles in a galleon. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so the question is, the first scale has seven galleons in one of its trays. How many sickles should you put on the other side to balance it and make them equal? Okay, so there's seven galleons and there's 17 sickles in a galleon, right? So seven times 17 is 119. So I think the answer is 119. Okay, 
So going 119? I think so. You placed 119 sickles on the scale and you wait. After a moment, the room begins to rumble and you can feel the floor shaking. It stops. Your friends and you decide to balance the next scale. You and your friends take a moment to remind yourself how many nuts are in sickles and how many sickles are in a galleon. All right, so we know 29 nuts are in a sickle, mm -hmm. 17 sickles are in a galleon. Yes. So what's the second question? So the second scale holds two galleons and two sickles. How many nuts should you place on the other tray? We have 29 times two, that's 58. And then we have to do two times 17, which is 34 times 29, 986 plus 58, 1044. Okay, there is a 1044. The options were 986, 1020, 1029, and 1044. So that's what we're going with. Ooh, you place 1044 nuts on the scale and wait. That's what she said. <laughs> the floor begins shaking again and a hole opens, swallowing you and your friends. Also what she said. <laughs> Moments later, you all land in desks in a classroom. Oh, anticlimactic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the classroom doesn't look like any of the ones you saw on your tour at Hogwarts. You and your friends explore the room, but only find locked doors, some papers, and a large desk with a strange lock on the drawer. The lock has arrows in four directions and a mechanism in the middle you can move. Your one friend recognizes it as a directional lock that only moves up, down, left, and right. Maybe the papers hold a clue to how to open this lock. Mm -mm. Okay. Let us see. You and your friends take a moment to look through the papers you found. There seem to be several copies of the same two papers. Mm. A list of spells to study, and there's a few highlighted on there. Yeah. So it says to study, and it lists one through ten, highlighting four of those ten. Stupefy, Ascendia, Lumos, and Nox. So to stupefy is to stun, I believe. Ascendia to rise. Lumos is light and Nox is to turn out the light. It's a shendal. A shendio, isn't it? Or is it a shendio or shendio? Either way, it's I to rise. All right. So the second paper is wand motions with arrows. A beginner's oh. guide to wand motions. So do I'm... See those, do we see those spells on there? I do. I see stupefy. Hmm. I Sundio. see. I don't I, see a Sundio or Nax. I see a Sundio. It's a se do? second column, second row. I don't see Lumos or Nox though. Lumos is there. It's a fourth column, third row. Oh, okay. They're the same thing. So one is up and one is down. I also see gotcha. Levios. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So we have Stupefy there. It kind of looks like. I don't know. I don't know mathematic terms, so I can't describe it. All but right. So it's like a sideways. If we go in order for stupefy coming first, it looks like you have to go to the right. And okay. then Ascendio would go up. Up, right. So Lumos, right now, down. Lumos would go up and then Nox would go down. Oh, right. Okay. So it's going to be right, up, up, down. Yes. Okay. So let's look through the choices says maybe the wand movements and spells are a clue. What direction will open the lock? So we have right, up, up, down in okay. the multiple choice. And we're going to select it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. You push the mechanism right, up, up, down. You pull down on the lock and it opens. The arrows Ooh. in the four highlighted spells opens the lock. Mm -hmm. You're able to open the drawer and inside is a single book. 
you and your friends all reach for the book. Book. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> book. Okay. Oh, this book is a portkey. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, where's it taking Ooh. us? Out of this damn room, I'll tell you that. The portkey has transported you and your friends. You are all in a dim room with a small cot. It feels cold and damp. You hear the lapping of water and there are bars on one wall. Are you in Azkaban? Oh, uh -oh. not. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You and your friends slide open the barred door and begin walking around the building. There are rows and levels of cells for prisoners, but you don't see any Dementors. Thank God. Yeah. I wasn't prepared to see Dementors. I know. <laughs> I wasn't ready. As you make your way outside, you find a sign that tells you where you are, Alcatraz. Your roommate tells you that it is a famous muggle prison in the United States that was supposed to be impossible to escape from. But now it is a park that people visit and tour during the day. All right. So it says United States Penitentiary, Alcatraz Island. The sun is setting. And you can see a boat leaving the small island. It must have been the last tour group for the day. You and your roommates head back inside to explore and see what else you can find. You find a large room and a sign tells you that there was the prison library when it held inmates long ago. This was the prison library. In it, you find empty bookshelves, a map, and papers with weather information on them. The weather papers list the highest and lowest recorded temperatures for each state in the USA. What do you know? More locks. You continue hmm. to explore only to come across one locked area. Another cell area with com. Combination locks. The metal bars are kept closed with the help of two locks that can only be opened with certain numbers and letters. One lock is red and the other is blue. As it grows darker, you notice a blue glow coming from outside. Mm. You all decide to go check it out. You follow the light to a building, but the building is barely a building at all. The walls are mostly crumbled. The roof is gone. Grass and weeds have reclaimed ground to make a soft floor. There is a small metal tube that the blue light is coming from. Your friend explains that the tube is flashlight. <laughs> but certain clothes and colors shine extra bright with this flashlight. Your friend shouts, It's a black light! They tell you that black lights can illuminate things that the naked eye might not see. You notice glowing socks and blue teeth. Oh, you all decide to go back inside and see if any new clues appear. Now we can see more clearly. Back in the library. First you go back to the locked bars and you see if the black light reveals anything there. You shine it around the room but nothing new appears. You decide to go back to the mostly empty library. As you re-enter the library, you find writing that is illuminated across the floor. It mm. says, the highest high and the lowest low are only just a part of the show. Look to the map to guide your way, or else locked up forever you'll stay. As you shine the black light over the map, two arrows appear. One is red and the other is blue. One is on the west coast and the other is on the east coast <laughs> of the United States. All right. It's Idaho and South Carolina. All right. Now we have the recorded temperatures. High. Okay. The first one is the low. The map and list of high and low temperatures connected. What combinations could open the red and blue locks? All right. So first, let's see. Idaho is negative 60 and South Carolina is negative 22. And then for the highs, mm. Idaho is 118 and South Carolina is 113. I think we do the high for Idaho and the low for South Carolina. All right. So what do you think? Should we proceed? Yeah. You and your roommates right. think you've figured it out. We do. <laughs> mm. 
So you head back to the locked cell. The blue lock has four wheels to spin for combination. The first two wheels are letters and the other two wheels are numbers. Which combination do you use for the blue lock? I think it's SC22. South That's Carolina. North Carolina. And negative so 22. South Carolina 22. Yeah, it had a That's negative gotta be 22. It. Yeah. All right. All right, you turn the wheels to SC22 and pull on the lock. It opens. You would turn your attention to the red lock. The red lock has five wheels to spin for a combination. The first two wheels are letters and the other three wheels are numbers. Which combination do you use for the red lock? So I think it's ID 118. You gotta know your state abbreviations here. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a bunch of options with I. I, and they're really messing with you. There's IA, which is Iowa. Shout out to Iowa. <laughs> I-H-I-L. So we're going to go ID for Idaho. Shout out to Idaho. <laughs> 118. Shout out to South Carolina, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You turn the wheels to read ID 118 and pull on the lock. The lock opens and you slide open the barred door. You and all your roommates walk through the doorway into the locked room. How the hell do we get out of here? <laughs> As you enter. The scenery around you begins to melt away, and you are once again in a familiar setting. Back to Hogwarts! You have all been transported back to your dorm room. The house prefect is there congratulating you on the excellent job you all did, and said mm. your team had the fastest time yet. Ooh, alright. You and your teammates chat about the different puzzles as you get ready for bed. What a great first night at Hogwarts. Yay, we did it. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I loved playing that. I love that we got a port key in there. Yeah. All right, that was cool. All right, yeah. so we definitely made it to the next round of Caraval. All, All right. right. The next round is the prize round and finale. All right. It's do you want to take a leap of faith, Alex? Hmm? Take I a do. leap of All right. Take a leap of faith. We're going to reveal some secrets. Uh, we're going to answer these questions as truthfully as we can. There's four questions. And see what happens. Uh, what we win. What is the prize? Well, you could either win a wish, like they do in the book. Or you could win a fish. <laughs> just like a car <laughs> just like a carnival. <laughs> so if you don't want to answer a wish or you don't want to share that, that's okay. Because you've won a goldfish. So the prize round, a wish or a fish. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So the first is greatest fear. Okay. Well, not to get dark, but being raped. Oh my God. Very <laughs> dark. But also that's scary. I so. know. <laughs> All right. Uh, my greatest fear is death. So we're very dark right now. Yeah. Uh, definitely death unless, you know, because I, I want to see my son grow up. There's lots of reasons. Uh, but also now that I'm a mom too, like it has, it trickles to him. So his death, God yeah. forbid. So death alone, period, scares me. What is the weirdest dream you've ever had? Okay. Weirdest dream. I had a recurring dream when I was young of being locked in a car and it was on fire and I couldn't get out. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. It's dark here. Yeah. Well, I have weird dreams literally all the time. So I'll just tell you one that I had the other day where, I mean, I don't know if it was maybe related because I had just been reading actually the sequel, Legendary, but- I was in like a magical world, like kind of kind of a carnival type, and I was walking through and I was lost and I was trying to find uh, what you would call it. I was trying to find Rob and 
I mean, it was so stupid. It made no sense. But I was being chased by these like monkeys, but they could talk and they were like the masterminds of the carnival. And they were like, you need to, you can't go that way. Like, we're going to get you. And then I woke up and that was it. That was the dream. Your dreams are out of control. I have the weirdest dreams all the time. So that was just the most recent one. Years ago, Alex texts me and she's like, before I forget, this is like before I even woke up, okay? I wake up to this text. She's like, before I forget, I have to tell you about my dream last night. Not like my weird dream. Not this is going to get crazy. Okay? I don't remember exactly 100%. I just remember it being about us being on a bridge and then we turned into blood cells. What does that even mean? I don't I don't even remember having a dream. I have such weird ones all the time. I tell them to Rob all the time and he's just like, what's wrong with you? What do you do before bed? I'm like, I don't do anything. I mean, sometimes I read. <laughs> he's like, I haven't, he's like, I've never remembered a dream in my entire life. I was like, well, I really? remember them all the time. Yeah. Uh, another dream I remember from when I was younger is too, is people would be chasing me. Who knows who? And I would be, I'd have to jump in the air and keep flying up, up high. Mm. Like keep going high, high, high in order to avoid being chased. Okay. I used to have that recurring also. I, so, I have those a, when you're a kid, why? But I had a recurring dream when I was younger too, where... I was being chased by this like evil man. And so then I went into the the ocean and he turned into a shark. So then I got out of the ocean and he turned into an evil man again. And then I ran into this like cabin and my mom's there and I have to twist off her foot, like just unscrews. And then I turn it over and a single drop of blood falls out. And she goes, that was my last drop of blood. And then she dies. And then I wake up really scared. And I used to have that dream quite frequently as a kid. That's out of control your dreams are wild I have like i'm convinced dreams. that your real body is an avatar and when you dream that's damn <laughs> god damn it that's disturbing you're in like a whole nother world or something disturbing. so weird dreams alex definitely wins that because <laughs> weird dreams are next level so but let's talk about some strange habits <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we all have strange habits. Alex, let's yeah. some of yours. I mean, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I sing to all of my animals. I make up little theme songs for them. And I also give them voices and have conversations with them. And I think it's perfectly normal. And Rob thinks it's really weird. Okay. I mean, I have a few. Like, sometimes I'll just go around the house and be like, ah! You know, for no reason whatsoever at all. Or me and, you know, Doug will just see each other and we'll be like, ha 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 for no reason. And we'll have that go for like two minutes straight. And we don't care who's around. I know I, that that is a fact because I was once in the car with these two. I was in the back seat like a child, <laughs> like I was their child. And they were in the front and they had a whole conversation where they just went, aha, aha, ha like literally for two minutes straight just and i just sat there baffled i was like what is happening and you guys were like this is just what we do i was like what? What we do. <laughs> yeah we can have whole conversations in movie quotes also and another one of my quirks i guess would be uh that every single thing can relate either to a movie quote or to a song everything relates mm -hmm. to one of those okay every single thing so anything we talk about i could start singing okay <laughs> I believe that too. <laughs> Who's your crush? Mm, okay. Uh, Doug is my crush if he's listening. Oh, okay. Uh, my crush. <laughs> he can't be your crush. He's your husband. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of he's listening. No. Uh, I think you know who my crush is. 
crushes. At my current, obviously, we talked about childhood crushes. Josh Harnett was always my number one guy. Um, and nowadays, it's Chris Hemsworth. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. He's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, I have two. One is a person. His name is Henry Cavill. Or Cavill. <laughs> you might have heard of him. <laughs> Just trying to get points because he's the one that's in charge of this whole charade. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's true. I love him. And the second one is a fictional character, and it ah. is Resand from the Avatar right. series. Yeah, he does sound very, very, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, though? My fictional character would have to be Zayden, then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my guy. <laughs> and uh, I was picturing him as Chris Hemsworth. Anyway, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. But now I might. All right. So there you have it. We got to the end. We made it, Alex. We Yay. are successful. Yeah. Uh, we didn't say what our outfits or anything were. I don't think. Oh, for the prize no, round. we didn't. That's okay. But I'll just, I'll just say that uh, we had the most beautiful outfits ever. Okay. <laughs> they were, they were sick. They were awesome. Our boots with the fur, right? <laughs> oh, fur, of course. And uh, obviously, I think it's clear who our love interest was this entire game. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. All right. Snacking on some candy. <laughs> so now that we've made it to the end, you got your choice here, Alex. Do you, you get the, you ask for a wish or a fish? I'm going to go with the goldfish. <laughs> Take the goldfish. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean. Only because that legend's a little shifty. I don't know if I trust him to grant my wish. Hmm. True. I'm going to go with the wish, though, because I'm a daredevil. Okay. I'm a risk taker. And okay. I'm going to ask for a wish, but I don't want to share it. I will keep it for myself because if I say the wish, then it might not come true. Superstish. Okay. Yeah, Superstish. that's true. So there you have it. My wish is a mystery. Okay. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Hey, listeners, stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Okay, let's tell you why we chose this book. Caraval is very popular, and Book Talk, once again, convinced us that we needed to read it ASAP. It also has a really fun premise and a gorgeous cover. Before we dive into our discussion, here's a plot synopsis so everyone knows what this book's about. Caraval is a magical performance and competition that takes place once a year. The winner is granted a gift and the chance to meet the ringleader legend this year's prize is a wish to be granted by legend himself scarlet dragna has dreamed of seeing caraval her whole life however as the story begins scarlet is about to embark into an arranged marriage by her abusive father to a man she has never met and whose name she does not know as a result she fears her dreams of ever seeing caraval are over surprisingly she receives an invitation at last scarlet's sister Tella wants to participate, but Scarlet is very hesitant. With the help of a mysterious sailor named Julian, Tella whisks Scarlet away to the show. However, Tella goes missing as soon as they arrive. Whoever finds Tella first will win Caraval and the coveted wish from legend. Worried for her sister's safety and determined to find her, Scarlet becomes enmeshed in the game, but quickly begins questioning what is real and what is not, including her own feelings. Stephanie Garber is a New York Times bestselling author of several young adult novels, including the Caraval series. 
Stephanie grew up in Northern California and spent six years writing and rewriting Caraval before it was finally published. It has since sold in over 30 countries and the movie rights were recently picked up by 20th Century Fox. When she's not working on her next novel, Stephanie teaches creative writing at a private college in Northern California, where she is known for turning assignments into games and taking students on field trips that involve book signings. Stephanie has also expressed a love for Disneyland and has stated that she feels it is the one place on earth that the fantastical stories that she loves to write could actually come to life. All right, so let's talk some Caraval. For anyone who's interested, this book currently has a four out of five on Goodreads and a 4.3 on Amazon. So there you go. All right, well, as usual, let's get started at the very beginning, a very, very good place to start. Yes. By sharing our thoughts on the characters. So who was your favorite and least favorite character in this book? And did you feel they were well-developed? Uh, I don't know if they were that well developed. I thought that they were all a little flat. I guess the most interesting character was Julian. But I don't know. I don't really know who was my favorite. I kind of liked Dante. And then, you know, he died. But he he was interesting. I did like him while he was there. And I, I wasn't really a huge fan of Scarlet. We didn't really see much of Tella hated her dad so I, I guess I'll just go with Julian as my favorite because he was he was fine uh, my least favorite uh, I guess it would be a toss-up between Scarlet and her dad <laughs> sorry awesome. Scar- sorry Scarlet <laughs> <laughs> yeah two two different extremes one was uh a total asshole and the other one just annoying yeah. all right well but she was the protagonist and she was really annoying to read. So <laughs> read about. I, mean, I, I really agree with you. Uh, I don't think that they that all the characters were well developed at all. I know this is Stephanie Garber's uh, first debut novel. So I'll try to go easy on her. <laughs> mm. uh, even though we did read some debuts recently, they were excellent. Uh, so I'm going to go with you about Julian. I think he was the only character I really liked. I was very interested in in Legend. I was so yeah. interested in his character, but you don't really get a lot on him. No. You don't really get much. Very no. little of his background. Even when you, you think really you're... You know him. Yeah, even when you think you're finally going to meet him at the end of the book, it's not even really him. I'm so annoyed. No. You get like a glimpse of somebody, and that's it. You don't know if it's him or not. Yeah. And then the person disappears. I thought it was Julian the whole time. So. I thought it might be Julian, but... But we were wrong. We so. were wrong. <laughs> Or were we? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But we still don't I, know who I'm, he I'm, is, I'm, so. I'm, I'm exactly with you. Like, I, I get the father really wasn't in it much. So, um, you know, he's such a minimal character, but he was so impactful because he literally hurt his daughters and they're trying to get away from him the entire time. So, uh, you know, he does have a big role to play, I guess. Uh, obviously, he's awful. But so is um, the guy that she was going to marry. All awful people. But I'm mm. sorry, Scarlet? I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. She's boring. Uh, she annoyed me the whole time, and I'll tell you why she's my least favorite out of everyone that we just mentioned, even though they seem like horrible people. She was horrible because in the beginning of the game, they say, it's not real. Just remember that. And then they're like, we're going to repeat it again. It's not real. And the whole time she thinks it's real. Okay? 
So I don't feel sorry for you, Scarlett. They said it's not real. That's all. Yeah. There was also a lot of inconsistency. No, No, that's the thing that annoyed me the most is if she was going to be, you know, the way that she was fine, but she, her character seemed like it changed depending on the plot. So like when she needed to be intelligent and solving puzzles, she all of a sudden was super smart and could solve this whole thing at the age of 17 when all these other people couldn't. But then for the rest of the book, she was pretty dumb and like like naive and falling for everything. I was like, there needs to be some consistency here. Is she smart or is she not? Is she clever or is she not? It bothered me. I don't know. Plus, she was yeah, very she much has, a damsel. Has, I didn't care for that either. She has no growth. There's no growth at the end. No. She doesn't learn. I don't know. Mm, yeah. That's how we feel. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> sticking with uh, Scarlet. The core of Caraval is the relationship between the sisters, Scarlet and Tella. Do you feel that their love was equally loyal or did one sister feel stronger ties than the other? So it's weird because they have you thinking at first that Scarlet has stronger ties and that Tella doesn't really care as much because she kind of like Scarlet tried to um, get her out of going to this island and she uh, hit her on the head, basically, Tella. And makes Scarlet get on a boat. She wakes up on a boat and all of a sudden she's on this island. So at first I was like, oh, Tella's not really that great, right? What a bad sister to do something like that. Uh, and then in the end, basically, Scarlet will take, I mean, um, Tella takes the leap of faith. I don't know if, if Scarlet would have. I don't know. So, I, you know, while they're going on with the story, too, uh, there's a lot of questions being asked while she's supposed to be looking for her sister, Tella. And Scarlet, instead of asking questions about where her sister is and her whereabouts she's asking questions about julian so i think both of them uh you know they definitely love each other but are they both loyal i don't know because you know at the same time tella makes her go through all of these uh activities to pretend that she's missing and she's perfectly fine and she's aware of it you know and then she jumps off something and acts like she's dead and puts her sister through that pain and i don't know if that's you know a sisterly amazing thing to do either so Mm -hmm. for me I think that uh, neither were necessarily 100% loyal. And I don't know if one strong one sister felt stronger ties to the other, but I'm going to have to go Scarlet in that case because Tella does fake her death and make her go through hell. And I think that's messed up. Okay. Yeah. I I agree with you that they definitely love each other. I don't see this is the issue that I have is that I think it's just bad writing. Like a lot of it just didn't make sense to me. I didn't really understand at the end, the twist with Tella being like, oh, I masterminded all of this. And then she jumps off the the balcony and then she's dead. And then Scarlet's literally devastated for a long time. And then Tella's like, oh, just kidding. I'm alive. And this was all to help you. And I was like, what the right? fuck? <laughs> it's evil. Like, <laughs> if you love your sister, why are you doing that to her? I get you want her to get away from your father and you want her to have the courage to leave. But you don't have to fake your death. She she learned yeah. her lesson, I guess, when she's yeah. in the room with you and she found you. I don't know. I, I do disagree that Scarlet wouldn't have jumped. I, I, I think she would have if she needed to for Tella. I, I think that they were loyal to each other. I just think that loyalty meant something different in this book. You know, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. so much about like protecting one another's feelings or anything like that, but it was more, I don't know. I, I mean, I think. This is just I where some it, of the issue comes in with the writing, I think, is like, it, 
Stephanie Garber was focusing a lot on this love story and then Tella was just put on the back burner and Scarlett's character was once again just going along with the plot versus having an actual character development where she's concerned about her sister and she's doing anything in her power to get her sister and instead she's getting sidetracked by Julian and all this other stuff yeah and it was just to fit the plot you know yeah um I don't I don't like that two things one this was a romance pretending to be a fantasy yeah. in my opinion yeah 100 secondly yeah this was a romance that was like hey i might be a fantasy too maybe not uh and then <laughs> not actually and then uh as far as scarlet jumping i think the book would have been better if she jumped a, a literal you know, leap, of, a leap faith. of faith yeah, yes i know i know i was I expecting agree. her too actually and then when she didn't i was disappointed because it would have been cool if she did and then she woke up and everybody was standing there and they were like haha look what happened like did you ever see the movie the game no the 90s Mm-mm. all right michael douglas is in it it's a good movie and i thought this is where this was going because in the movie the game the brother actually for his birthday plays a trick uh i think it's sean penn is his brother and he plays a trick on michael douglas and makes him play this game but he doesn't realize he's playing this game he thinks he's in a life-threatening situation and then his brother jumps to his death at the end oh shit okay. so kind of loosely based thing. on, on yeah. this yeah so mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be based on that. Um, so I think she might have gotten some inspiration from there a little more than centuries. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then just was like, hey, but I'll make it in a magical world, you know? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So it reminded me of that. But uh, maybe that's why she was sticking to that. I would have thought, I think if Scarlet jumped, it would have been more impactful for the story. But eh. mm. yeah. Meh. All right. Um, well, while, while we're giving a meh situation here. <laughs> Let's keep it up. Uh, what, what did you think of the world of Caraval? And did you think the world building was effective? So the idea of Caraval is great. I, I mean, as a concept, it's wonderful. And it sounded like a lot of fun. And it fell flat because the world building was not effective. It was really yep. not well explained, in my opinion. Some of the scenes were cool when Scarlet was walking through Caraval. It kind of reminds me of Alice in Wonderland, where she's seeing all these like magical things, even though it's all illusion. It's you know not real. She thinks it's real. Um, but I I still have difficulty understanding what this world is. So to me, it reminded me of like a fantasy type Venice. You know, I was like, is there a lot of water? Everything's an island. It seemed like there was a lot of like little markets and buildings, but I just, I just didn't really, we didn't learn much about the world. There's a map in the beginning, but hardly any of it is really, it was just of the one island and it's just showing you like, this is where the dress shop is. This is where the hat place is. And I was like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't really care. It was, you know? Yeah. The map was like an afterthought in my opinion. Yeah. I, I still have difficulty understanding the world of Caraval. I, I don't think it was well-developed. I don't think it was effective. Yeah. No, I agree. I couldn't have said it better myself, you know, and it does fall flat because it was such an amazing idea. And I loved this book until like chapter three, you know, and then I was like, wait, why are we here? What's happening? You know, I got yeah. like lost and confused and I was like, I need some explanation and it never came. Yeah. <laughs> The explanation never came and I was just like oh, oh okay so I, I got so disappointed uh as I was reading and I was just like oh okay I guess we never get an explanation but maybe we will at the end and it never it never happened okay so when when Tella jumped off the cliff or whatever she jumped 
took a leap of faith. I wanted to jump too because I didn't want to read the book anymore. <laughs> Oh my I was God. Like, no, <laughs> I know, so, so dramatic. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't think the world building was effective. I get this was her first book, and I really hope that her writing has improved since because I would like to read her other series. Uh, but as of right now, I don't think her world building was effective. I don't think that anything was explained well. I don't think anything was explained at all. Uh, mm. and you know, like Alex said, it was an amazing book. Um, it was an amazing idea, you know, to incorporate magic with. Uh, like a carnival situation. It just wasn't executed well, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So let's review my other favorite topic of this book. <laughs> the magic of Caraval. <laughs> Did you yeah. think it was well-defined and easy to understand? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, we love magic. We're magic people up in here, right? Yeah. Uh, there was no explanation at all. Things just magically happened and we don't know why. We yeah. don't know why her dress changed in, in, in her mood. You know, what a cool idea that her dress changes based on her mood or her dress changes based on the situation that she's in. That's a cool idea. How does it change? Why does it change? It's so many questions. Nothing was even uh, addressed. Nothing was touched at all. It was just this magical world with no explanation as to how the magic works or, uh, you know, why it works or there's people explained to be immortal. Why are they immortal? Okay, we heard that legend became immortal and his trade off the cost of his immortality was that he can't find love or something. He can't be mm -hmm. with the woman that he loves. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why are all these other people that play in his stuff? Are, how do they get immortal too? like I, I just so many questions? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a big issue with the magic in this book, because first of all, they don't they keep telling you that there's no such thing as magic and it's all just illusion. But then they're like, but there is magic. And then they don't explain what is the magic and what's illusion. And then you have to keep trying to guess. And like you said, the magical things that do happen are just thrown in there. Once again, in my opinion, just to feed a plot or because it sounded cool or seemed right. cool, but it had absolutely no purpose or reason behind it. The thing that bothered me the most was that Scarlet could see colors linked to her emotions. I, it was a little unclear if she could also see them linked to other people's emotions. Right. What the fuck was that about, dude? It's Nothing. it's like this from the very beginning. It's never like really addressed or explained. Is she magical? Does she have magic? Why can she do that? Why don't I know by the end of the book? It's stupid that I don't know that the answer to that question. It bothers right. me so much. And I, I still don't understand because some people are like, oh, yeah, Legend is the only magical person. And so he just lends his magic out. And I'm like, but how does that work? And then people can die in the game, but they don't actually die because of Legend's magic. But but then people are telling us he doesn't really have that much magic. And I'm like, well, which one is it? Is he magical? Is he not magical? <laughs> people die or not die? I don't understand. Like, you need to explain it to me. And then my the thing that annoyed me a lot at the end too was when tella like came back to life she was like oh i was able to do it because magic only works if you want it enough and i knew that you would want me to to live enough and i was like what so then literally any person there could just if they wished hard enough and they believed it hard enough then their wishes would just come true is that how the magic works i don't get it was never addressed i don't understand it i still don't yeah, understand and that, it and i read makes no sense because Scarlet trades her life for two dresses that she didn't even want, by the way. I know. And the magic worked, but she wished for it so hard. No, she didn't. She didn't want to die. I know. Oh. It was so and if it's, weird. if it's not real magic, then how did she really die for two days? Or did she not? Because it's not real. We don't know. No one ever said, hey, by the way, those two days we took off your life wasn't real. That didn't happen. No one said that. 
I know. I don't think she actually died. I think she just, she went into a very deep sleep. It was supposed to be for two days. So they were just taking the day of her life. So she couldn't live those two days of her life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. It's very annoying. And I'm just going to tell you, I did read the sequel and no more answers. No more answers. So that's not cool. I won't be reading. I won't be reading the final one because what if the, what if the answers are all the way in the third? I mean, really? That's the most ridiculous thing. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I I shouldn't have to read three books that literally up until the finale, it's only a trilogy to finally understand what the magic is. And honestly, I don't even have, I I don't mean to sound so bitter, but I don't have enough faith in Stephanie Garber that it would truly be addressed anyway. If anything, it would have to be an afterthought because she probably got some critique, I would imagine, about the fact that nothing was explained. Yeah, and probably because you don't want to take a leap of faith because in her book, when she talks about taking a leap of faith in order to win a prize, nobody took a leap of faith to win. (laughs) Her sister took the leap of faith. She didn't. Well, and not only that, but she wins Caraval and still doesn't get her wish because legend is never revealed. It's a fake legend. And then she just gets beat out of her wish anyway. Or was her wish that Tella would be would come back to life? Like, I don't I still don't know. Dude, the whole thing was pointless. All she had to do was write a paragraph that says two sisters. One doesn't want to leave, but the other does. They go to this place. One finally decides after a bunch of trials that, yes, I do want to leave. End of story. <laughs> no magic. Yeah. That's the book. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Look, there's magic in the book, but we don't understand the magic. It was never explained. So that's period. Not well defined. Not easy to understand because we don't understand it. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, (laughs) it's disclosed how Legend's magic causes him to take on the roles that he plays over time. Somehow. Uh, Is Master Legend a villain? Um, I don't know. I mean, by the end of the first book, I think we should assume that he's kind of villainous, but he is kind of morally gray. We don't know if he's fully, uh, you know, evil. He's he's really a villain, or if he's he's because he's, he's not kind well developed. <laughs> no, because we never find out anything about him. We we learn like some background information from their grandma, but then that is even like we get one story from the grandma, we get a completely different story for more or less from Julian. And we don't know which one's true. We still don't know who he is. We don't know how he controls magic or uses magic. We don't know anything about him. So I don't know if he's a villain. Maybe. I, I think Stephanie Garber is the villain because she will not explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Garber, you villain. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Garbs, but I, I really, I can't. I don't know if he's a villain what or is not. This, what is this garb, Garb? Uh, <laughs> what is this garbage? No. All right. Well, look, I mean, they want you to think he's a villain. He supposedly takes on these roles. He is a little bit villainous, obviously, if he's putting people through hell and saying it's magic, but it's not really magic. And then it is magic, but we don't know how it's magic. Look. But then at the end of the book, we find out it wasn't even his idea. It was Tella's idea, apparently. Right. So that's supposed to make him redeem himself, right? So he's supposed to be like this villain after a while. He doesn't want to be a villain. So he helps out these sisters. And obviously, I don't think he would have gave two shits about these sisters. But he does <laughs> because he was in love with their grandma, okay? When she was, you know, younger or whatever. He's not in love with her, <laughs> not in love with her now. Yeah, hey. people just, all people deserve love. <laughs> Hey, Granny. Oh, legend. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> Come get me out of my wheelchair. Oh, it's magic. <laughs> All right, look. That was actually more fun than the book. <laughs> I don't know. Is he a villain? No. Is Garber? Apparently Alex thinks so, and I think I agree. Yeah. The the true villain of the, the Caraval book so far is Stephanie Garbs. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> no magic. No magic. <laughs> All right. So throughout Caraval, Scarlet is frequently confronted with situations that make her question reality. Did you feel that Steffi Garbs effectively blurred the lines between reality and illusion? And how did this affect your reading experience? I mean, I guess only because we're in the point of view of Scarlet and Scarlet doesn't understand what the hell's going on around her, even though they were like twice. This isn't real. This isn't real, bitch. Uh, and she was like, this is real. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally, in the back of my mind the whole time, I was like, this isn't real. You know, and I kept thinking of the, the movie, the game, and I'm like, it wasn't real. So for me, I didn't I didn't think it was real. And then when uh, Dante was dead. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, let me tell you something. This is what really, let me tell you something. This is what really annoys me, okay? Her father, they, they tell you that once you get there at midnight or whatever, when it starts, nobody else gets let in. And then all of a sudden her father and her uh, fiance that she never met before, Scarlett's fiance, appear randomly on like day four of the game, which is so ridiculous to me because that doesn't make sense, okay? It doesn't yeah. go with the rules. Secondly, if they had yeah. just been there or they were let in or whatever, I thought when she had said her deepest fear was her dad, I thought that he was fake. He was an illusion yeah. chasing her. It made more sense. Yeah. Then it turned out it was real. It makes no <laughs> sense. You said nothing's real. And then the dad was real. It's what? I know. So, did she do a good job blurring? No. <laughs> um. Okay, I, I think she did do an okay job blurring the lines because there were there were multiple points where I was like, all right, I know nothing's supposed to be real, but maybe they are, you know, like just like, you know, our protagonist was questioning it. And I was like, all right, you know, maybe there is something darker at Caraval. Maybe some of this is real. And when we right. saw Dante die, I agree with you. I thought the dad was going to be an illusion. I was like, he's really there, though. That's dumb. Uh, yes. It didn't make any sense to me. And I think she did a pretty good job at it. However, I think it, it was, after a while, it was very annoying. So by chapter, like, yeah. th there was a chunk, I think, from, like, chapter 33 to chapter, like, 38 or something, like, somewhere in that area where I was so frustrated. And I was like, I don't even care anymore. Like, just give me answers now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sick of it. It's been going on for, you know, most of the book at this point. Like, just, it was time to start getting real. <laughs> it's time yeah. to start giving us answers yeah. and explaining everything. Because I'm, I, you know, I had the fun with the, ooh, what is real? What's not real? And now it's time to, to get over it. <laughs> so To get real. Now it's time yeah. to get real. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just, it, it went on for too long. And I felt like she was trying too much with all of it when it was, you know, and then it was like, and Julian's in on it. And this person's in on it. And that person is this person. And this person is legend. And this person's not legend. And I, I don't know. I was so, I just, I started just getting so frustrated at that point. I was like, all right, come on, just, just explain everything now. It's annoying. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like she did blur the lines on what's real as far as the dad and the, the fiance being there. Uh, I knew when Tella jumped, something was going to come out of it that she she didn't die. But mm -hmm. as as far as like, and Julian, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. But as far as the father and the and the fiance goes, I really genuinely thought that they were fake and then they turned out to be real. So if I, don't, I don't know if that's yeah. supposed to be some cool twist 
No, uh, but annoying. that's a sucky twist. Yeah. So it was annoying as hell. It would have been more interesting if it was an illusion and it really tricked her, you know, but yeah. it wasn't. It reminded me a little bit Boo. of in in Akatar when she thinks her dad is there to save her and she's like all excited and she's chasing after him and then it turns out it's just the the bogey or whatever it was and yeah. um and then she's like oh I should have known because like duh that's you know he would never do that it's something I would want but I you know it, he would never do it but Scarlet never even had that question in her head she always believes that he was real and then he really was real it was just stupid I don't know yeah. And how did they convince the father to get there? It's just none of it makes sense and none of it's explained. So, but the other uh, thing is, too, you had to be like invited to Carval and nobody except the people who are invited, like nobody knows where it's supposed to be. So how did her dad even know where it was and then be able to get there? And how was he like you said, like, how was he let in after it started, but also without an invitation? Was he just like, oh, uh, I've come I've come here to abuse my daughters. Please let me in. Like, what? Why? How did he get in? I'm pretty sure that that was answer that they was made uh, letters for him or they left something behind for him to get and find out I don't know I don't know oh, oh. alright I'm pretty sure some of it was I don't know if they gave him exact like a map to find the place how did he get there what because boat they had so the tickets because they needed the tickets to get in yeah but it's explained at least that Julian this sailor takes them to this island how does the father and the other guy get there yeah that's what I mean like how did he know where it was and all that alright I'm done Okay, so let's discuss Scarlet's relationships throughout the book. Which relationship did you enjoy reading about most and which did you enjoy reading about least? I mean, I guess I enjoyed reading about her and Julian the most. They were the majority of the story. I did like learning about Scarlet and Tella's relationship. We just never really saw them much on the page together. So all we really knew about them was what Scarlet was reflecting on internally. That was okay. Uh, but I, I guess I liked the the relationship between her and Julian the most. It, it was cute at times. There were, there were points where I enjoyed reading about the two of them. It was cute. And yeah. the one that I liked the least was between her and her betrothed because she thought he was like this great guy and she didn't even know his name. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but he writes me such pretty letters. And I was like, so that's like, you're naive. I don't know. It bothered me. So I didn't really like that. Obviously, I didn't like the relationship with her father either, but at least it served like some type of a purpose in the story. Right. I was going to mention that. Yeah. 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 I would say that I, I didn't I didn't like it the most because it was not nice for her and her sister. But I enjoyed not enjoyed reading it, but it was the most interesting to read mm -hmm. because yeah. at least it had dimension. There was yeah. something happening and there was a reason, you know, and they were running from the dad. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting to learn about the grandmother, too. I don't know if they had a relationship with the grandmother or whatever, but that those parts were interesting. Uh, as far as, like, through the game and stuff, yeah, I was interested um, at one point about her and Julian. I did like that, but it went on too long. You know, it was too much focused on that. Uh, so I, I didn't enjoy reading it after a while. You yeah. know what I mean about that? Um, but I did think that Julian gave some comic relief. I kind of liked him. Uh, as far as least, I don't know. Uh, which relationship did it, did I, well, in the end, supposedly Dante was supposed to be her love interest. Well, I didn't see that there. Where, where was there a love interest there? Obviously she well, wasn't interested in him. That's why it, it, so when they were constructing the game, she was supposed to fall in love with Dante, but because Julian like kept coming back to her, even though he wasn't, he was supposed to like abandon her after they left that initial shop where she got the dress, then 
uh, they just fell in love instead. So they were like, oh, scrap the Dante thing. That's what happened. I don't know why. I, I liked Dante, though. He was interesting. Um, yeah, but... he had he had the most depth, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. He also had the most death because he, he died. Yeah, he, he died like, brutally, too. I know. He's like, she found like a hand in a tunnel and she knew that it was his hand because it had a tattoo that yeah. she recognized. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there are many secrets that Scarlet uncovers throughout the novel. Did you feel that the novel effectively wrapped everything up in the end? And were you satisfied with the ending? I was not satisfied with the ending. Uh, I thought it could have been a little bit better. I don't think everything was wrapped up effectively, no. Uh, there are many secrets. Um, obviously, Tell is keeping a secret from day one that she also wrote. Because in the beginning, we, we learned Scarlet writes uh, to Legend that her sister loves this and wants to attend and play Caraval. Uh, we don't know that Tell is actually having a, um, you know, a, a penmanship. Penmanship? pen pal <laughs> whatever we don't know that she's <laughs> she's <laughs> we don't know that uh that she's also writing to legend and that she's can you know they're um conspiring behind uh scarlet's back about, about this whole thing um so i mean that was cool you know to actually wrap that up a little bit it wasn't 100 percent wrapped up i'm not exactly satisfied with it uh but i think you're not supposed to be satisfied with the ending because you want to read the next one yeah i mean I don't know. Uh, they kind of the only thing that excited me at the end was when they kind of talked about legends saying, oh, well, don't forget to tell her. Don't forget that you have a bargain with me about finding your mom who the mom uh, actually abandoned them when they were younger, obviously getting away from that horrible man that she was mm -hmm. married to. Uh, but we don't know daughters. why. By leaving her daughters. And she's, what a great woman also. Mm -hmm. uh, just leave her right. Leave your daughters with this horrible man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. And I guess that's what would make you read on. But everything else, meh. we find out Julian is Legend's brother, really. I don't know. That was I, I thought that was a stupid twist. I didn't like yeah. that. I wasn't satisfied with that. How'd you feel? No, I wasn't satisfied with the ending of this book. I agree about the Julian thing. First of all, I thought, like you, that he was either going to be Legend or that he was going to be her secret betrothed person, man that she's betrothed to. Right, me and too. It, I thought that too. Yeah, right. and it turns out neither one was true. Um... I didn't like, I just didn't like this whole Tella thing. I was like, you're trying to tell me that this 16 year old girl masterminded this entire crazy shenanigans and that legend hasn't been doing this for years ever since this woman had died in one of the Caravals. He decided not to do it and then she wrote him because she was like, my sister needs to take a leap of faith. And he was like, fine, here, you, you, you decide what we're gonna do. And then, Nobody could figure it out, but Scarlet, who I'm sorry, but throughout the whole book, she was dumb. I didn't think she was capable of finishing Caraval or figuring it out. It annoyed me. I got really annoyed that she didn't really get her wish. I mean, I guess technically because Tella came back to life, but Tella was also like, I was never actually going to die. So I was very confused. And then I hate literally everybody that died came back to life. So it didn't make a difference in the end. There was no emotional impact. And I just, I, I felt very frustrated with the ending. I was a little interested to read on, but 
overall, I did not feel satisfied with the ending. I was really, really, really annoyed that we never even got to meet Legend. What, what was the whole point? The whole point of Caraval is that you get to meet Legend at the end, but then it's, right. it's fake. And I was like, what the hell? And we never got answers about the magic system. We never got answers about Scarlet's magic. We never got answers about the world building. I just, I, I did not finish this book feeling satisfied. I felt very frustrated at the end. I agree. Yeah. So maybe she did that because she was coming out with more books. So the mm. sequel to Caraval will potentially be told from Tella's point of view. Uh, do you find that intriguing or are you craving more from Scarlet's point of view? And what are you hoping for in the sequel? Okay, so I did read the sequel, so I will not provide spoilers for that. I will just say I did enjoy Tella's point of view a little bit more than Scarlet's. I do like, I think she's a little bit more interesting than Scarlet. Um, even in the sequel, I think she, I think Scarlet's exactly the same as she was in the first one. Um, and so, no, I wasn't, I was not craving more of Scarlet. I could live happily if I never got more of Scarlet. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound so, so mean about it, but I just, I, I wasn't a fan of her character and I didn't think the development of her character was well done. Um, what I was hoping to see in the sequel was to get some answers about the magic system, the world building. I was hoping to get answers about legend and some other things, the mom, things like that. I will say that we do get answers to some things, but not all things. Mm-hmm. Certainly not some of the things I, I wanted more of. Yeah, I, that's what I'd like to have to see in the sequel as well, um, to get some answers, to find out um, about legend and more dimension about his character. He's supposed to be this amazing you know uh, he can do magic capable of mad uh doing magic and putting all these things together who are you man i want more info on you yeah uh, and i am interested in Tella's point of view because i think she sounds more interesting even from this book she just sounds more of a lively character than scarlet you know who's yeah who's who's flat yeah Tella's a little bit more cunning she's you know a little bit more uh she's got a little bit more spunk to her i think well, yeah, she devised this whole thing against her sister, so I could see that. Yeah. She might be more villainous, actually. Yeah. Than legend. Hmm. Meh. Hmm. Okay. All right. So so what are your thoughts overall on Stephanie Garber's writing? So far, not so great, Steph. Not so great, girl. Uh, I know this is your first book. I'm going to go easy on you. This is your first series. Maybe I'll go easy on you in that too. But I've read other people's debuts and they were really good. I think you had a great idea here. Uh, you know, Stephanie had a great idea, but I don't think it was executed well. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, there was so many loose ends for me. Uh, I want to read her other series. I do. So I still want to give her a shot and mm-hmm. to redeem herself here. Uh, but as far as this story goes it it wasn't all that yeah uh and it was such a great idea and i was so excited for it and meh it was like a carnival that i went to that had no rides or cotton candy it's like what Mm -hmm. am i doing here yeah (laughs) yeah i i agree with you i'm not a huge fan of her writing i understand that this is a debut for her but to me it's no excuse you know especially she spent six years writing and rewriting the story you had a lot of time to flesh things out and work with an editor and really make sure that you were delivering on these concepts which were great they were great concepts and you she took these great concepts and minimized them into just kind of like a sappy frustrating romance that was bundled into this package that made it seem much more exciting of a book 
I will say that some of her prose was very pretty. However, yeah, she doesn't say anything. So like, it's, you know, it, it's one, about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to have some nice, beautiful prose in a book, but it should have a purpose. You know, it, it should tell me something. Don't just go on and on with this, this, you know, flowery writing just to say absolutely nothing and, and provide nothing to the plot or the character. This is one of the big issues I had with her writing because I felt like she would say things just because she thought they sounded cool or they sounded pretty, but it, it, it didn't mean anything. And it felt like just reading stuff for no for no reason and that bothered me yeah if i can make up a term it would be like surface writing like yeah no depth it's yeah. on the surface like oh that's a pretty line but what did she say i don't yeah. know I, I forgot about that we did talk about that yeah like there's a lot of parts that she describes beautifully and says all these things but there's nothing really that she's describing and i was just so confused there's no substance that. in it yeah no substance right exactly that's uh, how I felt with her seeing the colors. You know, sometimes she would really write this beautiful description about how she was feeling and she would talk like talk about the colors that were associated with it, but then it didn't make like it didn't matter. There was no point to it. Yeah. And and you know, as far as the romance part goes in a fantasy like romanticy, we had just read Divine Rivals, okay? Mm -hmm. And that was focused more on romance, but it was yeah. done so well. Yeah. It was such great writing, you know, yeah. and it was done in such an effective way that we were still interested in the world building that was going on around us, but we were just focused on these two people yeah. and it set us up really well for the next story where it might be more focused, less on the, on the romance and more on the magic stuff, yeah. not magic, but fantasy world. Yeah. You know, this didn't have that. This was like, I'm going to write a romance and I'm just going to mention the word magic sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And honestly, the writing was meh. I mean, um, the romance was meh. Because yeah. the whole time, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, know. I know what you're saying and I agree I with you. I <laughs> don't know how to say it, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. All right. Well, Caravel is in development for a movie because, you know, we may have our thoughts, but there are people that absolutely love this series, hence why we wanted to read it because mm -hmm. the reviews are astounding, uh, especially in the book talk community. Looking at you, book talk. <laughs> So it's in development for a movie. What are the things that you would be most looking forward to seeing on the big screen from the story? Yeah, I mean, I think that this would be a really fun movie to see on the big screen because they're, like I said earlier, it, it reminded me of Alice in Wonderland. It seems like this normal girl from a normal drab world who was, you know, woken up and came into this really magical exciting place where there's all these really cool things i'd be really interested in seeing the uh initial scene when scarlet first arrives on the island where caraval is supposed to take place and she's walking through all the shops with julian and you know there's portals if you go through this random door it's going to take you right into caraval and there's clocks that you know uh do weird things with time and there's dresses that change i think all of that would be really fun to see on screen so that's what I would be most interested in seeing from from the movie. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, this they have an opportunity to make this a visually stunning and jaw dropping movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like super awesome effects, lots of action. I think it could be entertaining as hell. You know, they could do a really good job with it. And maybe the screenwriter <laughs> can help the story along a little bit and give yeah. some answers to help fill in some gaps. And, you know, this way you walk away from the movie not being like, I just saw some pretty things, but I don't know what it meant. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
you know, got the yeah. opportunity there. But I think visually wise, it's probably going to be really cool. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that it definitely has that potential. All right. So what are your thoughts on the title, Caraval? Would you have titled it anything different? No. <laughs> Although sometimes when we do this, we're like, oh, the title is very evasive. Actually, no, the title is, it is what, it, what you get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get Caraval with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so it's perfect. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think that the title makes sense. It, it It's fine. I don't have an issue with the title. I don't think I would have titled it anything different other than like, you know, don't listen to book talk, Caraval, colon, don't listen to book talk. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I mean, the title was fine. I like the title um, and it made sense with the book. So yeah, I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah. And since we're not doing our back flaps, because this isn't going to have a Thursday episode. Yeah. Uh, a back flap for this could be like leap of faith. Well, they're not going to take one. <laughs> Caraval, Car- Justin Alex. Caraval? How about you, Car? Carval don't, Jess and Alex. <laughs> Caraval, the whole time Jess and Alex thought it was Car- Carvel and thought, what am I <laughs> Jess and Alex. Literally. I, I kept calling it Carvel. Anyway. All right. <laughs> what do you think of the cover art? <laughs> the cover this art's is- beautiful. It is. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a beautiful cover. It was something that really drew me to it. I, I've been saying for a while, this book cover is gorgeous. I've been hearing really good things about this book. Let's check it out. And yeah, I, I don't think I would have changed the cover. I think no. it was ominous enough. I liked the colors of it, but it was also just really, it was cool looking. Yes, it was beautiful. And I, at least the cover is explained because that's the symbol she always sees yeah. and knows like that's a clue. So yeah. uh, beautiful when you hold it to different, when you flip it around in your hands and you hold it, it reflects different colors in the light. And I think that's really neat. I like that. It's neat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I liked the cover a lot. Uh, but this is, you know, how we play the game, judge a book and you're not supposed to judge a book, but you are supposed to judge a book in our game. Yeah, this is real life for this one. Uh, you should have judged. You should not judge the book by a cover, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Uh, because it is beautiful, but inside is mm, Yeah. It's dark in here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so if this book could be summed up as, we're going to go through our categories, what would it be? First thing that comes to your mind. Okay, so first up, we have song. Yeah, Britney Spears' Circus. Just yeah. like a circus. That makes sense. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. <laughs> All right, for me, it would be I Write Sins, Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. And okay. I think it's mostly just because in the video for that, he kind of dresses up like the ringleader of a circus. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I could see that. That's a good right. one. Yeah. All right. So how about nail color? Uh, for some reason, I want to say like, um, and this is funny because I'll say why in a sec, but I want to say like a royal blue or a royal purple. Mm. And she hates purple, which is funny. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm thinking it. But huh. something like a, one of those royal colors for some reason. Okay. I was thinking like a black and white, like either a combo or oh. with um, like stripes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Because uh, you got stripes like usually on the circus tent. Yeah. So that's maybe why you're thinking stripes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm thinking maybe like underneath his cape or something legend if he has like a top hat and a cape maybe mm. it's like one of those colors yeah so that would know. be cool yeah, yeah. I can see we it. don't we don't know because it's not explained but yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right how about a cocktail uh so my cocktail would be one of those drinks that like has smoke coming out of it like some magical smoking cocktail with like a little circus tent straw maybe okay. cotton candy or chocolate dipped uh roasted marshmallow on a stick sticking out maybe like oh. s'mores smoky nice. s'mores cocktail yeah okay. something like that all right mine would be a cotton candy margarita so it does have nice. cotton candy in it and it's also pink and pretty <laughs> that sounds pretty do you eat the cotton candy first or do you mix it in hmm I probably mix it in. I don't think you put a sweetener if you're going to put the cotton candy in it. You let it dissolve and then it sweetens it instead of putting well, in. I was you know. going to drink it either. Yeah. I was going to drink it either way. <laughs> if you mix it in, I'll drink it. If, yeah. if I have to eat it first, then, then yeah. I don't know. Either way, it sounds good. Yeah. All right. How about an item of clothing? Mm, I guess a top hat. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say those like old school dresses with like the corset and like the petticoat and you know all the layers yes yeah so pretty i love things like that the fashion in movies when they do that or whatever even when they talk in like the books and stuff about it mm -hmm. always sounds so inviting and pretty like the, my favorite books are classics when they were wearing mm -hmm. things like that so i yeah. like it i like it okay all right so how about a meal okay so i'm gonna go a dessert because this book wasn't sweet enough didn't satisfy my sweet tooth <laughs> So I'm going to say like a flourless chocolate tort. Okay. And it's flourless because where's the flower? <laughs> okay. Where's the flower, Stephanie Garber? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to say some healthy peanut butter cups, like Reese's peanut butter cups, but healthy versions mm. that you can make because they're probably still really good, but they look better than they probably oh. I messed up. I'm sorry. No, I love it. I love it. Oh, man. All right. So finally, how about an animal? Is the animal alive or dead? Oh, my God. Why would it be dead? Uh, it's, it's like, you know, roadkill. We fell flat here. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to say a vulture. Ooh. It's a vulture. Wow. Okay. Because... You know, after I was done reading it, I, I just was like, I am done. And then it was circling around me and it was ready to ready to go. Because okay. I, was done. I don't know. All right. My animal is very specific and it's Abu from Aladdin. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because he's sneaky. <laughs> he's sneaky. There's like no. the circus monkey, you know, but he's sneaky. And you think you're getting one thing, but you're getting another and you don't even know it because he's switching things out on you. And that's okay. how it feels like all illusion, you know, the flowery writing with nothing underneath. So it's like a, a, a circus monkey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. <laughs> also a boo, because this book may have been a boo, boo. for some. <laughs> Speaking of which, scoop or skip and how many goldens? All right. So I think that for me, this is a skip. I didn't really enjoy it very much. I do think that there is an audience for this. I just think it's a younger audience. Maybe if I had read this when I was younger, I would have liked it more. And it is a YA, so I'm not the target audience for it. So I do want to keep that in mind. 
So I will give this three golden scoops. I don't think it was for me. I do think that most of the characters fell really flat. I had issues with some of the plot. The world building and the magic system were not well-defined. And I thought that the writing was at times beautiful, but it just didn't have much substance to it. So that was a problem for me. So it's a skip and I'd give it the three golden scoops. However, I think there's some people out there that may enjoy this book, especially a younger audience. Yeah, I agree with you about the younger audience. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, and that is who you're right. That is, I forgot it's a YA and that's why, that's why, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to say this is an obvious scoop. We love this book now. If you've been listening, I just <laughs> make, I want to make sure you guys are paying attention if you're still there. But I just <laughs> tell you that I also agree with you that this is a three. Uh, and I'm giving it that because it is a cool idea. Um, it's a fun idea and it's a really cool concept. It just wasn't executed well, you know, and it just, there was so many issues in every area that I can't even like pinpoint and say this, 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 because I would be here all day. Yeah. So I think, you know, we did try to sum up our issues as best as we could through the questions we were, you know, through the, the conversation we were having. Uh, but there was no emotion for me. I wasn't attached to any of the characters. They all fell flat to me. There wasn't enough explanation, not enough magic. I don't really think it's a fantasy. I think it's like somebody had a dream and there was magical things happening in that dream, but it really wasn't a magic world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was just things for me that I, I just, you know, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't give me uh, the I want to read it again vibes. Yeah. Uh, so I would skip. Obviously, I give it a three golden scoops and I wouldn't really recommend it unless you're a younger person. And that's something that sounds interesting to you. Uh, if you're of the older generation like us, or even older, probably want to skip this one. Yeah, I will say I have heard that this concept is very similar to the concept of the Night Circus, which is um, yes. an adult novel. So that might be something that we consider in the future. Maybe we would like it more. Yes. Uh, by the way, somebody actually wrote in one of the reviews that this is the Night Circus mixed with Hunger Games. I didn't get hunger games vibes yeah. at all yeah okay me either. but i did like the book so maybe we will like the night circus i don't know yeah i did all like right. the hunger game series yeah same all, all right, right well so there you have it there's caraval <laughs> there you go now you guys can you're done listening so if you're in your car you could just drive right over to caravel uh <laughs> and actually get a treat <laughs> because this book's not necessarily a treat yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> Trick or treat. This is the trick. All right. All right. (laughs) Hey, listeners, stick around after this episode for some bonus content. If you haven't read the upcoming books but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission. So thank you so much for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok. Yep, we'll be doing some live events soon, and we will post upcoming dates on our socials. Tomorrow, October 17th, we will be reading and reviewing The Silent Patient by Alex Michalides. Join us then for our thoughts on the psychological thriller and join us again this Thursday, October 19th for another party episode. 
Don't forget to mark your calendar for our next Book of the Month episode, which will air on Wednesday, October 25th. We'll be reading and discussing Catriona Ward's horror novel, The Last House on Needless Street. And Ooh. be on the lookout for our next bonus episode, which is coming soon. Date and book to be announced. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one. why we chose this book. Caraval is very popular and Book Talk and Book Talk once again convinced us that we needed to read it ASAP. It also has a really fun premise and a gorgeous cover. And that's it. No. <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> I mean accurate. <laughs> okay. Before we dive into our discussion, here's a plot synopsis so everyone knows. Shut up, Alex. Shut up. Just stop it at this point. I can't. Wait, I need another pillow on my back. Okay. I'm so uncomfortable. I need something Old there. people need back support. <laughs> I three already back there, I'm point you. <laughs> no colors anymore. I want them to turn I've seen girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes I have to turn my head until my darkness goes I So proudly wave at the twilight's last gleaming whose bright stripes and bright stars through.